Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this episode, I'm going to be asking the question, will Stasis hurt Crucible? If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or you're watching the past broadcast on YouTube, you can always catch these live Monday through Friday at saynotorage.com. You can come to the YouTube channel, click the subscribe button, the bell button. The join button is there as well if you want to become a paying member and you can jump in to submit questions or do live call-ins. If you want to see the Q&A or VIP session, they're now listed below as unlisted. That's viewable to everybody. I'm not going to put that as a members only thing anymore. So the minute Stasis got announced, this was an immediate concern that that players had. They looked at a trailer where they saw a hunter throwing essentially what looks like the knife trick animation from Way of a Thousand Cuts. This sort of shuriken and it was uh, a shuriken or however you say it and it hit players and one of them gets knocked out of a super and then they get hit with the second one and they get completely frozen and they're standing still. They, they can't move. And obviously players saw that and said that doesn't seem like that's going to be a very very fun time in Crucible. So there was sort of an immediate sky is falling declaration from uh, portions of the community that play uh, PvP, that play Crucible. I've continued to say that I have my own concerns about it, but I wanted the court sort of wait and see all of the stasis supers and stasis subclass outlined before I made my judgment. So I'm not in this video going to go down to the specifics of each subclass to make my points. I'm going to be speaking a little bit more 30,000 feet big picture. So I'm going to talk about I'm actually going to quote something they said in the dynamic weather post. They made a blog post about the dynamic weather with respect to player experience. And I want to read that to add some context and some dialogue here that might be helpful in calming our fears, even though I do believe this will be something that people dislike fundamentally. Second, I want to talk about disruption. Uh, Disruption is something I talk about a lot with Gambit. And I'm going to talk about the impact of disruption in Crucible and how players may potentially uh, interpret it. Uh, Then I want to talk about I can't move. Generally speaking in video games, when you get immobilized and can't move, that's not necessarily something that's ever really celebrated. And I want to talk about the impact of not being able uh, to move um, and and, uh, and what that's going to do to the Crucible. So let's just talk about the dynamic weather commentation uh, commentary here that they put. In the section about storm systems, they said, the team tested features like slowing player movement, altering grenade paths, and even knocking players off their sparrows. It was painfully unfun and made doing anything in the game almost impossible. Then they went on to say, we iterated a lot to find a delicate balance between it seeming dangerous, but without it being without it actually being disorienting, oppressive, or negatively impacting core gameplay. Now, the interesting thing here is that they actually say they experimented with slowing player movement, and they decided to not uh, do that. They decided to not do it, and they uh, they they ended up not having that be something. Now, I understand getting knocked off your sparrow is pretty extreme, and throwing a grenade and having it do like a little like curveball because of the wind is pretty extreme. But it is interesting they mentioned slowing player movement. So they do seem aware that stasis has the ability to be annoying or have a negative in- impact on core gameplay. Uh, oppressive or negative impact on gameplay seems to be something that that is present and something they tried to mitigate. And when you look at the foot of the crucible i believe we're seeing something that will negatively impact core gameplay which is basically just movement okay in the crucible that's essentially all you're trying to do is you're trying to move around and shoot that's basically it 
And so let's talk about disruption. Anytime we've talked about disruption, I have usually been talking about Gambit. It's the leading reason. I think if you wanted me to summarize in one word why I don't like Gambit, I would say disruption. You're disrupting what I'm doing so, so much. You're being invaded. There's blockers. There's moat drain. You're getting shot at. Like, you're losing moats. You know, the, the, the team is, you know, doing these things to you in a way that disrupts your aim and your goal. In the Crucible, if you and I get in a shootout, we're both trying to win the shootout. But I'm not, like, trying to get to the other side of the map and you're in my way disrupting my aim and my goal. If my goal is to get to the other side of the map and you're in the way, you're disrupting. If my aim is to is to win the gunfight, it's not disrupting, it's a competition. It's more of a, well, who can win this fight? So it feels like it's categorically different when you're in Gambit and you're trying to kill, get moats, bank moats, and someone comes in and attempts you to stop you from killing the enemies, getting moats, and banking moats. You're not in a firefight with them. You are, you are attempting to do a particular goal. Now, PvP doesn't really have disruption in it to the degree that I believe stasis will bring. Yes, there is forms of disruption with uh, smoke from a hunter or putting up a barricade that you can't walk through and if you do it hurts you. Obviously, tether is a super that significantly disrupts you. And then there's the suppression grenades that we all hate to see in mayhem. But these are momentary. These are pretty momentary and they don't necessarily stop you from just doing something basic as they say here in this description core gameplay okay core gameplay wanting to be able to move wanting to be able to go into certain areas and just getting stopped just getting stung and 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 frozen so stasis to me looks to be actually bringing both disruption and negative impact to core gameplay now i'm not telling you right now that the crucible is going to be terrible i'm trying to you know, maintain some air of positivity here, but knowing what we do and knowing how we play, I do feel stasis is going to have a pretty negative impact on the flow of Crucible and the map flow and the way players experience it. Obviously, we'll wait and see how much of an impact it has, but let's talk about I can't move. So if you've played other video games in the history of video games, it's common that you can't move. Something does something to you. There are spiders in Minecraft dungeons that can get a little tilting. They hit you with the spider web and you can't move and you just kind of have to sit there and and try and use your bow and and you get shot a lot when this happens because you're now immobile. You're immobilized. Uh, there's also games where you need to like mash the button. You have to mash the button. You're suddenly in an ice cube and you're like smashing the button like, let me out, right? In general, this is accepted when you're going into areas where that's sort of the theme. It's a snowy area. It's an ice area. It's not happening all of the time. The problem with the Crucible is that's not a theme of the Crucible. The Crucible is different maps, different modes, but essentially it's the same core gameplay. This stands to come in and create an ice theme, if as it were, an ice world theme, where you're potentially getting frozen. Another thing they do in games when you're in like a frozen area is you're kind of slip sliding around. You know, you remember in Mario, you'd go and your little feet would be like moving and you'd be like sliding and trying not to fall into, you know, the holes because it's a platformer. 
And so the theme, though, made you accept that. If the entire game of Mario had you slip sliding around and getting frozen and all of that, you might not enjoy it. You might get a little annoyed because you would say the core gameplay of Mario is being disrupted. It's the, the core of the game is it's a platformer, and I, I can't do uh, the things that I want to do. I, you know, I'm a fan of Mario, and this one's just too much ice, too much slip sliding around. To me, I actually think Stasis looks and feels different than what we would describe as metagaming. You've heard Avenger use this phrase before, metagaming, where people sort of clamor to a particular uh, weapon or exotic or build because it is the absolute best. We would talk about maybe the mountaintop or the one-eyed mask. These were forms of metagaming in Crucible that disrupted flow a little bit. I mean, you had Lord of Wolves, you had the hard light, and I think the difference there is anybody can kind of pick up that weapon and also use that weapon. It sort of changes the flow of gunplay and positioning. This is entirely different. In my estimation from the footage that we've seen, this is not the same as everybody gravitating towards 600 RPM auto rifles or the spare rations or the Lord of Wolves. These were weapons that people gravitated toward that you could or could not use. You could mitigate it a little bit, you know, staying back from doors and things with maybe with Lord of Wolves. Lord of Wolves is pretty absurd. But at on on one hand though, all of those things landed in the context of a shooter. It's a weapon that you put in your hands and you shoot. This is an ability, a, as we've said already, we've kind of established, I've tried to establish pretty good argumentation here. It is an ability that allows you to disrupt, immobilize, slow, stop, core gameplay of another player. As Bungie's own admission here, when they experimented with slower playing movement and altering grenade paths and all those things, it had an oppressive or negative impact on core gameplay. One of the hallmarks of Destiny is how good it feels to move around, especially if you are a hunter. The jumping, the springing, the floating, uh, the forward momentum of the Titan in Destiny 1 with the Twilight Garrison. Movement is a hallmark identity, sort of it's part of the DNA of Destiny and makes it you feel good moving around and this i think is going to actually have a negative impact on that core value point of crucible and of destiny to the point that when people experience it in the public space bungie walked it back with their with their storm system and if you're having that experience in the crucible i feel many people are going to say this is not what they want so my prediction negative impact inbound that's my prediction is that they're going to have to walk some of this stuff back dial it back or particularly nerf it against guardians you're not going to want to have stasis land in the game and everybody's really excited and then it gets nerfed like they did with hammers uh, in Destiny 1 Taken King. We don't want to have another revisit of that so they're going to have to try to experiment with mitigating, I would think, slowing and freezing effects on Guardians over time because I believe it'll be probably one of the primary complaints in the beginning of year four in the Crucible. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A with a co-host and VIP call-ins as well. Should be a really, really good topic today. As always, if you're listening elsewhere, the links are below for VIP uh, call-ins and Q&A. If you're on YouTube, you can always watch live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Will Stasis Hurt the Crucible? Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or you're watching the past broadcasts on YouTube, these will be individual uploads again. They'll be unlisted, though, uh, and you don't have to be a member, but they will be unlisted. Uh, if you want to catch these live, go to saynotorage.com. Uh, you can hit subscribe and the bell button to make sure you don't miss these live streams. Today is a different little version of Q&A. We haven't done this in a while. We do have a couple of people that are 
still paying uh, for co-host. And Wolverine is here today. Say hello to the folks at home, Wolverine. Everyone, how's it going? Hope uh, everyone's having a great day. Uh, real quick shout out, Wolverine VZ on Twitter, on Xbox. You can throw me an invite. We could always play, talk, chat, whatever it may be. Uh, really excited to be here today. Just as Lono put out, there's a few of us that has this feature where we can co-host. I can't stress it enough on how fun this is and how good of a time I'm having with it. And, you know, I can't explain and i can't put it into words if you can you can do it you can put aside a little bit for it it's a lot of fun and it helps you you know connect with him connect with everyone else and it, it almost gives you a second to feel like how he feels <laughs> yeah i don't know if you want to sign up for that part of it though you know, people don't want to I don't, I don't know if you want to feel the, like uh, we're gonna stick with the positives <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been a wild day if you're not if you've not watched the entire past broadcast. It's just been a little bit of a wild day. But the subject of Stasis hurting the Crucible, we you know, it's been it's been, you know, touch and go with respect to we saw the trailer, people were kind of like, "Oh my word." Then we got more detail, and I think people, you know, being concerned about Crucible is understandable. Uh, before we dive into questions though, maybe just sort of give your thoughts, your brief thoughts on where you see this going, concerns. You know, you said your glass has half full. How are you being glass half full about this? I mean, this this looks like a pretty significant change to the flow of battle. Uh, it's it's definitely a significant change. Uh, we'll definitely dive in deeper. I, I don't necessarily have a negative uh, approach to this because I don't feel it's fair to give it necessarily a positive or a negative because you uh, alluded to this and in, in, in even in your talk, you we even though we've been presented with the uh, subclasses and the supers and, and the abilities, we really don't know what is it going to look like in pvp and actual broken down form we got the you know the few snippets and everything like that but you know i'm going in like i said glass half full to make sure to feel that this is going to change uh, the meta and and the way this game is played towards a, towards i don't want to say a facelift mm-hmm. but for the lack of a better description towards the positive keep destiny the way it is but open it to a whole new style of gameplay so with newer information and and i'm also i i hope we're going to be able to touch on it today and i know it's going to be purely speculative but there's been you know rumors that you know sandbox changes and and certain things being changed within the sandbox and i think that will also play into our overall conversation on what the crucible and the the sandbox will look like when beyond light uh, comes out in november yeah, yeah, and I I tried to do that in in the video as well. I said you know negative impact inbound, but I don't I don't want to make it sound like you know, Crucible is gonna be terrible. But given the the highlighted text from the Storm System blog, it does seem that core gameplay will be impacted here, and I suppose it's up to the player how to interpret that. But you know, we'll wait and see. I didn't get. I I also didn't want to get down into the the different abilities because like the hunter having this and the others not. We'll we'll also have to see how that kind of lands because the the warlock melee ability that we have right now on the one solar, it's a you know it's a projectile. Seems like that's going to be uh, you know pretty readily available as well on the on the stasis class and you know slowing and freezing. I, I think we're going to see a lot of melee driven builds. Uh, you know, about a month in, it's going to become a, a bit of a duke out fest in uh, Crucible, maybe. So, CC is the name of the game. It looks like, if I'm going to be purely honest, CC. 
just going to be surrounded by crowd control, just being able to uh, mm-hmm. freeze a lot of areas and, and, and just uh, certain parts of the board. I feel like it's just going to hinder a lot of people. You know, you, you brought it up, the, the hindrance of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long are players going to be, you know, either frozen or, you know, moving at a slower pace in that, you know, that giant stasis field, for example, with the, the Hunter Super. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's 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 fun. It's it's going to be fun to to dive in today and see exactly what you know people's you know thoughts are and exactly that. You know, I'm pretty sure there's probably people that are super excited. You know, yeah, we're going to be able to slow people down, and I'm going to get an easy headshot on them. Or people, there's going to be you know a little bit worried. They're going to be like, all right, this is going to this is going to mess up the whole flow of the game. But yeah, I uh, I'm going to put the trust in the people that are developing it. You know, it's it's why we still play it. Mm-hmm. Well, the first question is coming in from Clap for You. It says, with Stasis coming to Crucible, don't you think hurt is a harsh word? Don't you believe strategic gameplay will occur slowly, slowing everything down? I mean, homie, I'm, I'm obviously making YouTube content, so like I have to make a question or a comment that's like going to get people's attention. So I can't say, will Stasis have a negative impact on core gameplay in the Crucible? Like, that doesn't work for a title. <laughs> So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but I think this is a question, this is a concern people have, and I think we have grounds to discuss it from the commentary of the storm system that Bungie outlined. They they iterated to find a balance. They did not want something to be having a negative impact on core gameplay. They're, they were attempting to slow player movement and make you feel as if the storm was really happening, and they said it was painfully unfun. So... I think that gives credence to the potential that stasis could hurt the crucible experience. It could feel that it has this negative impact. Now, again, on on your side of things, what could lead to more strategic gameplay, you know, and I'm sure people thought that that was going to happen with the scories, you know, artifact in D1, but it didn't lead to more strategic gameplay. It led to, you know, people kind of sitting and hiding and waiting uh, to get their supers Uh, stack scories, you know, stack scories camping was like a huge problem. So, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, like accusatory and be like, oh, this is going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. It was mainly just like, can I get a generic question that kind of, you know, encompasses the idea of is there risk here? Is there potential uh, negative outcome from this? Because I don't see this as a seasonal weapon archetype dominance. I see this as being a form of disruption. And that's why I think Gambit has always struggled to garner more attention because people don't like the disruption and it could similar themes could emerge here uh in crucible um i don't know if you have anything to add there wolverine with you know i use the word hurt you know yeah yeah i uh i think he's he's you know somewhat justified in terms of the question obviously you explained yourself in terms of why you have to you know uh title things the way that you do but it it was it it's a exactly what i was saying in the beginning in terms of we don't know that much yet where we can put that uh you know terminology you know in terms of knowing exactly what it's going to look like i i enjoy where he's going with the question because strategic gameplay i i who doesn't enjoy strategic gameplay especially when high high echelon you know pvp content um let's let's quickly break down what is strategic gameplay nowadays obviously being a good shot knowing what to do call outs the the basics but there's one element right now i feel that's hurting destiny that's part well that's hurting the 
PvP in particular in terms of strategy, three peaking. It's the cheesiest, most free thing out there right now. And I, me personally, I don't think I, I have a solution other than just removing swords altogether and emotes mm -hmm. from being used. But I, I feel that that's part of the strategy now within, you know, especially trials and elimination more particularly. Um, I... I think stasis could bring in a more strategic gameplay in terms of using the abilities and obviously your super you still use your super more with strategy but uh the the whole idea of I know this guy's going to pop around the corner let me throw this this bubble down and he's going to slow down and I'll get a, a good kill. I I like I like those ideas, you know, and and we spoke about it when the last time I co-host about this about this issue about how long can those abilities return is is where i'm at, at odds ends yeah and i the, the thing with three peaking is it's so hard to have understanding because you you get garden variety answers well it's in the game what's wrong with it uh if there's something in the game i'm going to use it everybody else is doing it it doesn't you know it's not that big of a deal it's strategy blah 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 and Anytime you go into any other environment that aims for, you know, a competitive realm, this is not something that they allow. They do not allow free information. When you play Valorant, there are sound cues for everything. So you can't get free information. You can't throw something around the corner or use use movement or peak or whatever to get free information. Everything comes at a cost. Your ability, you're going to make sound. You're going to give away your location. Uh, they had this problem in Overwatch, and it and it had to get uh, it had to get patched. So, I it I think the main problem is that anytime we we talk about you know three peaking it's hard to have understanding because most people don't see it as a problem not most people i would say there's a portion of the community that don't see it as a problem it's just a utility they're allowed to use and my comeback is always okay i'm gonna grant your premise that it's a utility or an ability or skill or whatever in the game and you should be allowed to use it okay sure then put a cooldown on it the same as all the rest of our abilities so you can only emote every once in a while and then swords you shouldn't be able to pull them out if they're empty um it it, it should just go to a generic first person view of like holding the hilt and then if there's no ammo so if somebody wants to get heavy to three peak like I, I don't have a problem with that that would be so few and far between it wouldn't be rhythmically altering the flow of combat so I grant people's premise. I'm like, sure, yeah, it's an ability. It's a skill <laughs> as I roll my eyes. And then I'm like, put a cooldown on it then. If you if you emote, you can't emote again for a minute or something. And then it it you know, it's you can only you can't stay in it forever either. You can't be like a a a, a CIA camera on the wall every time you want to in Crucible. It's just I just think it's it's silly. Uh, uh unholy talk aside just uh alluded to something that i've i've just thought about as well because the the factor of cheating obviously mm -hmm. put players in a position where they needed to have that advantage walking in whether or not a lane was open or not so i, I i'm not on gonna die on a hill saying take swords out take emotes out but like it's it's part of the game now and and, and i just said to creature it was never intended and that's that's my biggest argument in terms of 
you know, in terms of finding a more suitable way of having those things in the game without, well, within the Crucible, without them being used as an advantage that wasn't intended. That's all. That's all I'm trying to get at with the three peaking and strategy portion of this this uh, segment. And it's a good thing to highlight because when the game gets sort of flattened out, your the dynamics and the strategy evaporate. And we've I've made similar statements about PVE content, like the end game of Division One got really flattened out, so strategy was very samey. And Crucible could suffer a similar fate if the cheating has never gotten under, you know gotten under control, and three peaking is on the rise and slows down gameplay. There, there is no real strategy of dealing with a three peaker other than like trying to throw a grenade to get them off the corner if you know they're there, and if not, trying to leverage wider angles to force their movement or to force them back. I mean, not every map affords you that opportunity, and so you know strategic gameplay will continue to get flattened out if these trends continue and then stasis adding to you know the the strategy or the slowness of uh of gameplay um uh it it, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for that to flourish think of it this way if the crucible strategy options are sort of choked right now it's gonna be hard for stasis to flourish as a strategy influencer it's gonna be like well no the game is just still a bunch of three peaking slow sitting um i mean i know sixes is very different but obviously when we're talking about strategic gameplay it's gonna get the most you know air and breathing room in trials because there's less people and it's more of a strategic game mode um so this is why you get wither horde spam just in case yeah that's that's possible to shoot at the corner uh yeah i I, I, we obviously don't want to spend uh, too much time. Um, uh, I think too it's much all relative. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely all relative. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the the premise is definitely how are we going to adapt to the new, you know, stasis subclass and what that could possibly look like. But I, I definitely think most of these conversations are relative because three peaking, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere when stasis comes out. So it's just going to be a whole other element to you know the gameplay it along with stasis yeah yeah and and if we're going to be hopeful and optimistic i think clap for you's question is hopeful and optimistic that it would bring elements of strategy and different like play styles and not be disruptive where oh you have to run stasis you would you would still want people being able to run their favorite subclass or build if they don't find stasis all that appealing um but again, that's the hope, and we'll have to, we'll have to we'll obviously have to measure things as they develop uh, in the season. Agreed. Curious Jones says, does the introduction of aspects and customizable subclass open a door for them to introduce both offensive and defensive modifications? With all of the looming super canceling and slowing, it almost seems essential to have the option to mitigate those effects, uh, effects with a defensive mod. I think there was one that it said it increased duration of when you freeze people. I think we saw that. So there could be some that decrease. Um, I don't know. What if they did that? Maybe there, there was a really expensive one and it used all your slots or something and it made you, or maybe it guts some of your stats, but it makes you immune to being frozen. I mean, there could be aspects and fragments that do that. What do you think? 
I definitely think part of this answer is is what you just said about the uh, the stat um, penalty. I if a lot of these abilities or these mods are going to be you know borderline OP, they better have a penalty to things that you know that are important to builds. I I, I think across the board we could say recovery intellect is the, probably the most sought after stats, and if those stat penalties don't apply to those at a decent weight uh if if uh, a, a super if one of the mods were a super related one it better have a decent you know um impact to intellect so you're obviously it takes you a little bit longer and, and mm -hmm. uh with the shurikens example it, that um strength um penalty better be significant as well because if you're gonna you're gonna have canceling shurikens everywhere it's just we're gonna be playing a game if people think that the three peaking weight game is long now oh my gosh it's gonna be even longer when we have things that slow people down stop supers it's just gonna be a waiting game even more and and, and hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm 100 wrong but it's just from what we're seeing i i don't see any other way to at least make that a plausible scenario yeah yeah I, I've, I've always tried to bring up the sort of the psychological hive mind response to power so when you give players power it's not as simple as oh yay I get to use this really strong thing now it has an impact on sort of the the hive mind of the player base and one of the fears I've always had there was a time where people wanted time to kill to be made faster and I said Okay, you have to understand that's not just something that benefits you, it benefits everyone and could subsequently lead to very, very slow uh, gameplay and boring gameplay. And I cited hardcore mode in Call of Duty. If you ever played Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, or any of them, when you go into hardcore I mode, yeah, I can tell you about some hardcore. <laughs> er er everybody's hiding. Everybody's kind of corner camping because the time to kill is almost instantaneous. It comes down to who can flick shot first, who can reflex first. It's very, very fast. So I remember switching to a submachine gun because uh, it, it, it would beat ARs off the jump on those corner fights. And uh, it was it was literally instantaneous death. And if it and I'm and I'm making this big point to make another point when you add as as I think Wolverine just sort of noted when you add abilities to the game that slow others down or stop them from doing what they want or whatever there's going to be a psychological response to that and it could slow gameplay i'm not going out there i'm getting sick of getting frozen i'm getting sick of getting you know beamed by a grenade or a, or a shuriken or whatever and getting frozen and it it could lead to gameplay slowing down now it it becomes it becomes i think an issue only if uh, only if you're going to say hey this is awful gameplay that that's that's subjective right it's subjective to say is this bad or is this good is slow gameplay bad uh, I think it's a better way to couch it is not to say that slow gameplay is bad and fast gameplay is better it's when every match that's where things tend certain maps certain modes will lend themselves to faster or slower gameplay but if everything sort of slows down and feels samey that's when i think people get frustrated it was like the team shot meta 
it's not that team shotting is bad it's that every map bled together and felt the same it was lane watching choke point watching hand holding it, it there was no dynamics no skill expression and i think that's ultimately where uh the concern would lie is that the psychological response of the hive mind of the player base could be slow down hide sit back and that could become really unappealing if every match and every mode feels that way if that makes sense I didn't know if you had anything to add. I was leaving space. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I had You're it uh, muted. Um, I think uh, as I was listening to you, I think uh, the brother who left you a super chat, he has something good to say. I think you should read it because I uh, I have something to add on to what he just acknowledged. Oh, thank you. I didn't see that. Yeah, $5 from Rogby says, uh, you may not know this, but the slow effect will reduce aim assist, apparently. I'm still looking forward to stasis. Okay, well, <laughs> there you go. You'll have less aim assist. So uh, what did you want to add to what he said? Well, you know, I think he, he's another person that's looking into this, into the positive. I think who isn't excited for a whole nother element, a whole nother subclass, like how excited we were when we got the bows in the, in the Taken King. I, I, I have not dropped that subclass since that, expansion because i i am so in love with the kit i know the uh top tree tether isn't the best super in the world it's probably arguably the worst but in terms of that kit i I can't think of anything better and and i'm you know extremely excited i think the aim assist portion of it i think it's just going to go down to the fact that we're not going to be able to drag quickly enough but it's just i think it was just important to uh to, to note that you know there are people excited i think we all should be excited i can't wait to destroy everything in pve with all with 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 the hunter subclass it's just it's gonna be mayhem yeah yeah it'll uh <laughs> see i am i am an agent of chaos in the crucible <laughs> i like to like i remember doing mount uh skull fort and shoulder charging like six or seven <sighs> people in a row and uh, and also running Lord of Wolves, and I know I know that that's I know that's terrible. Like that's a horrible that's horrible. <laughs> but I can't help myself, you know. It's like I if I you. if I'm gonna go in here now. Obviously, when I played Trials, I, I I did my job and I hit some decent snipes and had some good games uh, and had some good wins. But if I just go into sixes, I I. I do. I like that. I like to run the nastiest build you can come up with, and that's why when I see some talking heads get kind of preachy about you know the the players ruining the modes and ruining the playlists and stuff, I'm like, I mean, I barely touch Crucible, and I love going in and being toxic, not in a mean way. I'm not being mean spirited. No. I just I run around and it's shoulder your charge. Call of Duty nature, dude. It's your yeah, Call it's, of Duty nature. Exactly. Sticks it's forward. 100%. Just yeah. sticks forward. Run in. Just shoulder charge. Shoulder charge. Lord of Wolves. Lord of Wolves. And listen, I know people probably broke their controllers and and were very angry <laughs> at me, but which I don't know. get. It's your property. You're crazy. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. But it was it was it was fun. I had fun doing it, and I I think that's one of the dilemmas that Crucible and Destiny is always going to have is that kind of nasty, just uh, belig- I don't even know what you would call them, degenerate. I think they call them those kind of builds that are uh, they're they're almost grading against the identity of Destiny. I'm not playing it like it's a shooter. I'm playing it like it's an arcade game, uh, mm-hmm. and. 
I think that's hard because it's so fun. Like, and I get mad and I, I think people should be banned for being, you know, fun police in mayhem. I think, I think they should uninstall. I can't stand people to do that, but I know it's fun for them. So I just kind of, you just kind of have to accept that like they're going into mayhem to ruin your day. Like that's what they want to do. Again, not in a mean spirited way. They want to literally go in and be a troll and Mm -hmm. That's space magic is leverageable in that regard, and stasis could likely lead to three hunters running around with crazy melee melee refresh time and just constantly freezing you. I mean, it, th- th- there could be builds like that. I mean, you you could run what is it? I mean, you d- double double melee charge and then dodge to get it back, and all these other things. These just nasty builds. Uh, constantly have it. Where you're constantly going to have it, and people are constantly going to be frozen. And listen. I- I'll do it. I, I will. I'll go in and be that guy for a little while. I don't play a lot of Crucible, but, you know, I'll laugh and then I'll stop. And then more and more people will do it. And so the question Bungie's going to have to ask is, number one, if it becomes disruptive, how long do they allow the, the disruptive nature of it? Um, and the other question is, if it's if it's an acceptable level of disruption, will it be ever present? Are we going to be playing the game a year from now, still having to deal with you know nasty hunter bills with you know freezing a lot? It's that's that's the real question because the the shoulder charge build I was running it doesn't work on every map, and eventually they nerfed Lord of Wolves, so I obviously can't boot up and do that right now. Um, and where where it will stay forever, <laughs> where it will true. stay forever. Thank thank the Lord, and I hope the Bastion is next. But I don't want to upset people that are Bastion provocateurs and love it so much. <laughs> I just think it's a cheese weapon, but you know I don't want to I don't want to get into an argument with anyone. Another five dollars from Rogby says, "I do believe trial should get a separate sandbox for its nature, but uh, I don't mind regular PvP, including survival, having the same sandbox as PVE." Thank you for the five spot. Another five spot from Gion four hundred seven. I've been planning this freezing melee build since Stasis was announced. Well, don't talk about it <laughs> too much because I talked about you know Genji Jolly Rancher or Jolly Ran- well, I call it Genji Jolly Rancher. I talked about Genji Jolly Rancher before. Uh, finishers arrived and they took it away from me before it got here you guys remember I was going to make heavy for my team all the time Uh, the original version of uh, heavy ammo finisher it was going to generate ammo bricks for your entire team and I thought man if I run a hands on build where you get increased uh, you know, super energy for melee kills. I'll just run constant knife trick Ophidia Spathe hands-on, and then I'll run heavy ammo finisher. And I was going to create so many ammo bricks. They ner- they nerfed that that mod before it even landed. So be careful. Don't talk about your builds just yet. Bungie's listening. They're always they're always listening. Wazowski. All right, Darksider. <laughs> says with Bungie saying you can break free from the freeze uh, but you take damage if you don't wait it out should there be a cooldown where if you break out or wait uh, you can't be frozen for X seconds to prevent chain freezes I mean I don't honestly this thing is I don't think the concern is chain freezes at least that's not been my concern when I look at everything my concern is you're going to stop me dead in my tracks and then kill me I mean time to kill is incredibly fast in this game who's going to get who's going to freeze you in the open and you survive that (laughs) like I don't think that's going to happen all that often now I I would agree with you in principle especially in PVE that if I get frozen it'd be nice to have a period of time where I'm not frozen immediately again Uh, that's a bit of a stun lock um so I, I would I would say 
that's not a huge concern, but I could get down with a cooldown because I don't want to go into PvE content and get stun locked. I mean, if you if you want to see Lono get tilted, stun lock me. I, I I get super irritated at that almost immediately because you're powerless. It's like okay, I'm just I guess I'm just holding the controller. I'm just a prop now. Like I I cannot stand stun lock. So. I don't know if in Crucible's battle flow that's going to be a common issue or problem just because if you get frozen, you're probably going to die. Like, you're not going to get through that uh, standing still like a statue because you die so fast in this game anyway. Um, you're you're not going to have a... Uh, your, your life expectancy is going to get pretty short. Uh, Wolverine, what say you? I mean, in terms of the question, uh, it's it's definitely well thought out. It's, it's bringing in a, a whole other element in terms of opening a forgiveness quality with with being frozen um i definitely think the idea of taking damage if you move compared to don't wait it out that's definitely a catch-22 in this game because you take that damage and then you just one shot away a body shot with a sniper or you know you sit there and wait and then you're getting domed anyways so um mm. It's just we're gonna have to wait and see exactly what it looks like it's you know play testing and what what i would kill to you know be q a right now uh in in that crucible and exactly see what it looks like and you know people would be able to tell from my facial expression whether or not i think it would be viable in the long run in terms of i, I mean i i really don't it's not that i don't care what happens in the normal crucible i i do because I think uh, sunsetting, regardless of what happens, there's still going to be guns like Mountaintop that are going to, you know, reign supreme. But from what I heard within a new sandbox, that gun is being uh, tweaked, was the word I think I read. Tweaked a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, what I was getting at in terms of, I- I'm curious always to see where this leads in terms of, you know, things like trials, survival, the the pinnacle pvp activities and and where exactly how this is going to play out in in those echelons more prior primarily because i spend a majority of my time in this game in those content uh and activities but at the same time you know when things like iron banner comes around and and when i get bored i'll play control i I still take part in those things so to to think uh, i want to completely neglect them would just be ignorant yeah, yeah, and it, it makes sense to have a, a preference and a lean towards one side of, of the Crucible. And I mean, it, it, as far as tweaking the mountaintop, I think I think some people are hoping they accidentally delete it because <laughs> it kind of feels like one of those guns where if if they were honest with us, the way that Luke was honest about, you know, the, the whisper of the worm just should have never come into the game. It shouldn't have come back. It's a gun that shouldn't exist. I, I would wager to say a lot of the Crucible team would, if if you could kind of unmuzzle them, they'd be like, yeah, that, that gun just shouldn't exist. It was it was an oversight. It was a mistake. It's too strong, blah, 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 or whatever. It's it. Uh, I know people like it. I know people have fun with it, but it was like when I was having fun with Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, I was like, this is busted. This is broken. This will get nerfed. You can use it while being, you know, honest about the fact that it's absurd <laughs> so i yeah the, the mountaintop uh, i think this needs to go bye-bye because the more than likely they're going to nerf it into the ground anyway and then no one's going to use I it think. yep 
Deathblood with the next question. To die in Crucible isn't fun. Being frozen before death is basically a free window of time where your opponent can bag you, emote you, or you die anyways. Uh, it just takes longer. Don't you think this will worsen the experience and the feeling of being killed a lot? This is something I didn't even touch on, but this is actually a good point. Um, if you've ever played Fortnite and you know what it's like to have some nine-year-old Cheeto finger, Cheeto fingered kid, you know, bag you while you're crawling on the ground, and then he, you know, they they take you out. You know what that's like. That's not enjoyable. You know you're done. You know you're done for. You're gonna get elimed. And this is before they had reboot cards, mind you. You know you're done. You know your team's on the other side of town, and this this little zit face kid's just gonna bag you and then take all your stuff. Uh, <laughs> And it prolongs it, right? You're like, just get it over with. Just do it, you know? Yeah, I said Cheeto Fingo. (laughs) Cheeto Fingo. They could do that around Halloween. Make Cheeto Fingers, you know? Like witch fingers and call them Cheeto Fingos. Uh, Trademark, Santa to Rage, 2020. All rights reserved. I I want royalties from that if they use it. Anyway, yeah, I didn't even consider this. Uh, no one likes a respawn timer in, in a lot of games. If you die, you want to jump right back in. So that's another element here is that you're dead and, but not yet. You're, you know, I'm not dead yet. You, you're not, you're, 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 you're not back in. And also, yes, emoting and bagging. Um, so this is the element of not only now is the flow or core gameplay being disruptive because the core gameplay time exchange in Crucible is die, come back, try again, die, come back, try again. And if you record scratch that rhythm and it's like, stop, not dead, wait, observe, now die, now respawn. You're going you're gonna to disrupt that periodically. Uh, I think people are going to trip on that and, and dislike it very much, especially because it gives opportunity for that. I would call it innocent toxicity. I think there's toxicity that's not innocent, where you send hate messages and you say offensive things or threaten people. That's that's there's there's no there's nothing innocent about that. I think bagging and emoting is innocent. I don't have a problem with it. I think people blow it out of proportion. It used to get under my skin, and then I played Fortnite, and I would bag people because they would they would eliminate my teammate, and we couldn't reboot them back then. And I I want to I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little sack tap for that. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna just get that elim on my teammate. You're gonna go back to the lobby, and wow. you're gonna you're gonna remember the uh, the crouches, right? And it's it's innocent. I'm not like people. People blow it out of proportion. I I do, and so I think. But but, however, even though it's innocent toxicity, it's still a form of toxicity. It's like it's not it's not good sportsmanship. It's kind of peacocking. It's kind of showboating, and that can make people uh, have a bad time, and they don't want to play. So I, if you want to commentate on the bagging emoting aspect, and also prolonging of not being able to respawn, you know these are elements that we we have to consider. Uh, yeah, the prolonging of respawn, I think that's cut and dry. Like, I, you know, no one likes it. It's not a good thing. You know, I, I can agree on all levels. Um, he, <laughs> I feel what he's talking about, like, uh, in terms of uh, someone, you, know, you gave the reference of Fortnite. Uh, I, I don't really play that game, but let me just put it into perspective. You just, you're getting frozen by the, the sweatiest person 
uh, in Destiny, and you can't move, and they're just you know emoting, doing the bagging, and everything like that. Uh, yeah, that that's that sucks. Of course, you know it sucks, but because it you know makes you feel like you're really bad at the game. What are you wasting your time for? Especially with someone you probably don't even know is maybe even younger than you is doing something like that. Yeah, feels bad. Okay, but uh, point is, I feel like we're not going to take away taunting like if this people will find a way to do anything people will shake their gun side to side to taunt mm-hmm. you know it's just it's part of nature and it's part of gaming and you know you don't like to see taunting or anything jeering like that on the professional level but you know in in public play and and even in trials it's just it's the name of the game you know it's dominance it's dominance it's just how it is I think people that played sports, especially competitive sports, so, you know, high school, college, they understand that it's it is part of the game. Uh, you could call it wrong or right or or poor sportsmanship or whatever, but if the if the opponent can get into your head, they're winning a separate battle. There's another battle going on, and it's the battle of of the mind. And the idea that someone can disrupt your focus and make you impulsive or make a bad decision that can be the difference between winning and losing in a sports game because you're gonna agreed go ahead no and i was gonna give a perfect example of that because i i played high school and i played collegiate uh football i played wide receiver and one position in particular that you would see the trash talking be used as a psychological portion of the game is the cornerback position. Those guys are almost bred to let their dominance be known that nobody's going to catch anything on them. So a guy comes up to the line and they'll come up right to your grill and they already start asking you all kinds of crazy questions because they want to get in your head. And that when you're cutting really hard over the center, and you're thinking about what the guy just said that he's going to clip you in half that's going to might be a preventative factor to not catch the ball and he might not even be near you you could be 10 yards away you could be pushing back into coverage so i didn't mean to cut you off i just think that's a it's an excellent example that you gave in terms of using that psychological warfare in in a competitive nature yeah because ultimately if they can get you to make a mistake then you're doing their work for them. Like, that's the idea. This could happen in a chess game, by the way. If I can get you to make a mistake and lose focus, a microsecond of focus loss, and you're going to make the wrong move, and then I win. I win the chess game. So, like, this is true in anything that's competitive. Something as calm as a chess game, something as explosive as a football game, you can you can disrupt the other, uh, the other player's thought process. And, I'm, I mean, I'll be honest... I did that. There were times where I would get aggravated by a bagger and then I want to go after them because I want to bag them back. And then you make a bad decision and you make a bad play and then you die again. Now in sixes it becomes fun. I actually enjoy revenge bagging and revenge emoting in sixes. It becomes playful I honestly think. If you do it back and they do it back, now you're almost high-fiving across the field. It's just kind of something that's funny. Um, And I think that's one of the best things to do is to lean into it. As a guy that grew up being made fun of for being short and scrawny, I leaned into the jokes, would make them myself and, and, and became sort of a class clown. And that's how you sort of take the power of it away. And, you know, same thing with emoting. I do think, though, there is something to be said about I can't play. And that's why I brought up Fortnite. If you elimed me and my teammates didn't want to just sort of leave me sitting there spectating, they would have to eliminate themselves and go back to the lobby. 
and that was frustrating that the reboot cards has got to be one of the best things to come to the franchise we thank apex for that apex legends brought some great innovation to brs i think with simple things like marking uh and rebooting uh was was i think really really good influence on the flow of pub squad br uh and they brought it to fortnite obviously and this is a similar scenario but on a lesser degree it's seconds but those seconds add up if you're having a rough game against a team that's constantly freezing and you felt like you spent a disproportionate amount of time unable to respawn uh this is going to be where i said this is going to have a negative impact on core gameplay it's not even about winning or losing at that point the core gameplay rhythm of shoot die respawn has been disrupted and they they felt that in the public space with these storms it's potentially going to be an issue with uh with crucible as well so i, I we're going to wait and see before we come to conclusions i'm i am predicting that, that this will this will likely be uh have a negative impact this this is something i didn't even consider like death blood is bringing up something that i didn't even consider the rhythm of play uh, Call of Duty, Search and Destroy. I hated the game mode because I did not like sitting on a respawn timer or waiting for the round to be up or whatever. I, I couldn't stand it. Now, I loved Rocket Arena and Quake 3. That was round-based combat, but that was because Garden Variety Quake 3 became map cycles, and if one guy got on the map cycle, kept getting the armor and the quad damage, you couldn't beat him, and that's why Rocket Arena was born. Everybody starts with the same amount of health armor and all the weapons, and it's all about map control strategy and callouts. So... But once I got a taste for Call of Duty and the fastness and the quickness of the respawn, I just want to jump back in and keep playing. So I am curious uh, what degree uh, this will have on gameplay. Like once you get frozen, can you just decide to like detonate and respawn? Like you don't want to play, you know, you just want to you know give up or something. So it'll we'll have to the dynamics will be interesting, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, you know, just we're gonna have to wait and see, and we're you know, like we are we're we're speculating, and it's fun. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, speculation obviously can scare you sometimes, but actually it will obviously excite you too. Well, and one more thing I'd want to say about this is there could be strategy that emerges from freezing someone and just leaving them because they're out of play for longer. Uh, you know, if you want map control, you want a spawn trap, you want to have a good, a good flank or a good push or something, you could potentially freeze them and leave them i don't know what happens i i we 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 don't necessarily have a clear picture yet of uh of what that's going to look like um and my question i asked bungie bungie said you can break free from freeze but you take damage from it oh so freezing and leaving might not be a good strategy then yeah because you would just come out you would you would you would give that person a chance to come back um I mean, unless you freeze, leave, and, and just sit and watch them, and when they unfreeze, they're they're on death's doorstep, and you one-tap them, and that person's out of play for longer. That's just good map control. That's good uh, That's good uh, crowd control. You, they're out of play uh, for the time that they're frozen, and then they're dead. If you, you wait longer to kill them or whatever. So, what? obviously, yeah, we're going to have to say a lot of waiting. Strategy. Yeah, you yeah. can turn it into a strategy. So, again, wait and see is going to be a lot of our, our conclusions today. Speculation, concern, questioning, but ultimately all the conclusions today are kind of a wait and see. Mav, how do you feel Bungie should have implemented the new classes into Crucible to prevent them from being too overpowered in respect to other subclasses with regard to movement and map control? Well, other subclasses still have relevance. That remains to be seen, so I, I can't say much you know, here other than I remember hammers became a problem after taking King and then there was a tether glitch that they had to patch. So 
I would just say buckle up. There's going to be unforeseen issues, glitches, exploits, or again, there <laughs> there could be some some craziness that ensues that'll feel like mini mayhem. And we'll have to, you know, we'll have to kind of see. And then again, response time. You know, Bungie's making changes to the install size of the game and their flow of patching. So the hope would be if something does emerge, they can fix it quick. I don't want to lose the ability to do something fun that they just added because, you know, it's it's running amok in Crucible, if that makes sense. So... I don't know if you have anything to add here because it's just specifically about the subclasses being overpowered. I, I mean, it's you, you, we've been saying it. We just we're, we're waiting, seeing. I think uh, everything that they've shown so far is it's everything to get excited for uh, in terms of overall gameplay and and bring in a new uh, compound to the game. Uh, it's, I don't know if they're overpowered yet. Like if if I had to, if I really had to say right now, right now, if I could make a really 300 build and have my my recovery uh, intellect and strength all be at 100 because i can do that right now and then that's not hindering me from always having those shurikens like i i gotta say that's a little overpowered in my opinion but it's just it's a it's a wait and see game i it's it's still a wait and see i don't want to be uh, as a negative person and say yeah it's going to be broken and there's because right. there are a lot of people i know a lot of people uh, friends of mine that play crucible right now and they just said i don't think i'll play because they think the crowd control uh, aspect and and slowing people down the, the aoe it's just it's going to be too much they already think that there's it's crazy in some aspects and what you can get away with within the crucible right now they think that whole other element will just be a, a big uh, pitfall Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and Darksider saying wouldn't be overpowered, but it could be annoying, and that's one of the reasons I talked about disruption, and that's why I highlighted this particular quote because it talks about core gameplay. So yeah, you were gonna lose the fight anyway, but if it becomes a nuisance or an annoyance with respect to respawning or not being able to move, that's when you'll see people. Uh, finding it to be as the next question from Andrew says I think the basis of how annoying it will be in the crucible is entirely dependent on how we perceive it I really think that we will be dead and already reviving when we're frozen on the end well that's actually not true so this isn't necessarily a question but a good point of clarification that you can become unfrozen and then you've taken some damage so no um, it will be you know freezing you in place I would say, I would phrase your feedback a little bit differently and say, it's not necessarily about how annoying it is uh, or how powerful it is. It's about frequency. If you are incredibly, it's if it's super rare that somebody actually pulls it off or when it happens, it's kind of a one-off, you know, and it doesn't happen for another, you know, two or three, four or five regular fights and then it happens again. Okay, if the frequency is too is too often that's when i think people will start to throw their hands up and say this is ruining crucible um so i'm not saying it will it really comes down to a question of frequency and there's some crazy builds out there for melee uptime that could give some credence to the idea that the frequency will be uh the main issue and the main problem yeah there's people that have builds right now that that constantly will have their celestial fire they'll constantly have their suppressor grenade so it's just thinking about what it what those things will look back look like and i think uh from what we've seen from the clips that 
these abilities and these supers are are different and i think they're uh, game changing to the point where uh, granting them at a increased rate or the current rate i think might create room for error that's that's that would be my biggest premise of negativity for today that's where i think i stand in terms of if frequency just like you said if that becomes an all too telling tale where we're, we're reoccurring these skills in the crucible we're like oh you know there's three hunters in there they're just throwing their shurikens and stopping everybody it'll, it'll get annoying it might need a change too yeah Next question from Ghostwood. Do you think claims of stasis being OP should be taken with a grain of salt in the first few weeks as all players are trying to learn how to play around a brand new subclass and strategies? This is a common issue with the Destiny community. This might be PvP communities in general. We tend to see something working well and we immediately get out our challenge flag and throw it on the field and we're like, OP, this is busted, this is broken. And I was sort of accused of this when uh, I said hard light was a problem. People were like, people always do this. Like we, ju- like, we just started playing. Like, give it time. They just made these changes to hard light. And to a certain degree, I do think there are times where we jump the gun. There are other times where it's kind of hard to deny basic facts. Hard light was absurd. It's it's efficacy and accuracy and all of that, and in how how much it was showing up in Crucible was it was overtaking Crucible. Okay, and so I would I would I would look at it from a couple of angles. Number one, who's claiming it? Like, is it just is it just you know? a salty streamer because they're having a bad day or is there a consistency across all different types because if if a lot of the if a lot of the trials guys and crucible guys are all saying the same thing you can usually take that to the bank like they're not just all banding together to be like anti-stasis if they're saying it reddit saying it uh you know all of those i would say that's when you need to start looking at it and i don't think there was um I don't think there was any denying that hard light was becoming a problem. So the first question is, who is saying it? And is there consistency across the community feedback? If you get that answer in the, in the positive of, yeah, it's a lot of people saying it and it's pretty consistent, then can we back that with stats? Because sometimes it's a matter of perception. So can Bungie go back and say, yep, look at our heat maps, look at our our after action reports of, of uh, you know a couple weeks Here's how many people are dying while in stasis. Uh, here's how often uh, stasis is being procced um, on, you know, in in the games. Thanks, Mama. Uh, so the that would that would be, I think, where I would how I would couch it. And you have to couch it that way because if not, we're always in this cycle of as soon as something efficient emerges, we're like op 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 op. Unfortunately. It's rare that we... I don't know how often we misfire. When we talked about Recluse, were we misfiring? When we talked about Mountaintop, were we misfiring? Have there been weapons that have been highlighted as problematic that we were wrong about? Lord of Wolves, uh, Hardlight. Have we misfired? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I I feel like the community's gotten pretty good. I do feel like there's a tendency to immediately call foul and say, oh, it's OP, it's broken. But also, I think we have a decent track record because usually there's we're so accustomed to what game flow should feel like 
it's why you know when you're playing against a cheater I called them uh, missing milliseconds there's milliseconds of time that are missing I can play against an incredible sniper and I know what it feels like to lose against a really good sniper and then when I play against an aimbot there are milliseconds of time that are missing it's, it's instantaneous there's something unnatural about it and so because we have that innate sense of rhythm and timing it's going to be very clear if we're like yeah this is throwing everything off There, this is disruptive to play flow and rhythm this is modifying the core gameplay experience in a negative way we need this addressed um, the reason I think it's going to be hard to do this in an accurate way is it's not a weapon it's three different subclasses with a bunch of different aspects and fragments of different combinations that could lead to absurd things that we don't even we don't even discover in the first couple of weeks you know there could be builds that emerge later in the season because of how long it takes to get certain uh, aspects and fragments it's hard to follow everything you just said because you had so many things I wanted to touch on but uh, the core premise of the question of taking things with a grain of salt when we determine what is OP and what is not OP uh, fair absolutely fair assessment I think uh, what you uh, touched on as well uh, the community having a pulse on the on the heartbeat of what exactly is hurting things uh, we we saw it you know pretty cut and dry with what you said with uh, hard light you know, from when they changed uh, hard light and they they buffed it. Well, they I guess they made it a little normal again when they changed the whole shaking, and then the whole 600 RPM. It just it took over, and you they saw the the metrics. They saw the numbers on 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 Meta Report. You know, they saw how many kills people were getting, and they took action. And they they and they took swift action. I think we we'd have to give them a little credit for. Uh, when it came to the hard light more specifically because it was running rampant it was absolutely running rampant yeah yeah and i the other thing people need to remember is you say you say they took swift action and i actually agree with you but it it was about a month and a half because they can't just push a button they have to do Mm -hmm. testing uh, they have to make sure they don't destroy the weapon or make it do negative dps like they would with the breakneck you know you've got to um there was a while people thought it was going to go the whole season of worthy and 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 people were almost were like yeah that like look how long it took them like look look at their reaction time yeah we you know we had we're at the brink of of the whole virus and everything that was going on but at the same time i i i think it went along with the credence of what you're saying this 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 crew working this this year almost was bare bones and yeah. and if it truly was and the and how they play tested they were okay with something and it ended up working dividends i felt that that was relatively swift relatively swift but i agree with what you're saying in terms of you know the fans were like pounding their fists and going faster (laughs) i agree with that too yeah uh resurrect says a suppression grenade takes you out of your super and prevents you from jumping or more or move effectively in PvP in one shot. I saw room for error with the two shot shuriken uh, shuriken. Uh, do you think stasis is going to be that much more powerful that much powerful only if you're frozen longer than smoke or suppress? Okay, so there's two things I want to say here specifically about smoke and suppression. Um, well I'll just take suppression and then I'll let Wolverine talk about smokes. Suppression requires some timing and some luck. I mean, you got to throw it and it has like the delayed detonation. 
So it's it's hard to get a suppression grenade next to somebody and hope that they get hit by it. Number one, you're going to need line of sight, which means you might be getting shot at. Uh, number two, you got to be pretty accurate with it. And number three, they if they're in their super, they're coming for you, man. They're gunning for you. So you've got to be really, really good. That To me, I think the timing of a suppression nade is not as difficult as like throwing the the shuriken because I, I i can hit you with the warlock melee have you watched people use the warlock melee i mean just they're right in front of you and you throw it you know knife trick is actually really easy to hit people with right now in the crucible take the afternoon go into the crucible and just try and hit people with knife trick try and do it first before they shoot you you'll do it a lot the reason you don't do it is it's not lethal it isn't lethal. You hit them and it's like, well, I'm dead. They shot after, you know, a second of getting hit by it. Uh, but if that knife trick slowed or froze them, then that's the issue, right? Is that it's pretty easy to round the corner and, and throw that thing. Now, knife trick's a little bit easier maybe because there's three. I think there's like, like three of them or whatever. So, again, moments ago I said the issue is frequency. Um as far as the smoke example you're giving, I'm gonna let Wolverine take that because I do think there's also differences there. I think I'm I'm okay with the current uh, action and reaction of how the smoke works across all three subclasses. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I use Top Tree. I, I appreciate the decoy effect. I can't tell you how much that that has helped me, and and also the the ability to wombo combo the you know follow with the smoke and then and right right along with the grenade i mean in terms of just getting caught in the smoke and how that disorients you and slows you i don't think it's that much of an issue where people are to say yeah smokes are just you know the worst i i can see maybe if the effect of this freeze where we're going to be able to decide whether we want to sit and wait it out or move and take damage is that how i explained it correctly if they move they t- if they move they take damage if, is that is that how the new mechanic will work with being frozen is either you sit there and wake it out wait it out or you move and then you take a little bit of damage is that yeah. how i'm explaining it correctly? the way i read it was if you wait long enough and become unfrozen you you will take damage as you come out of it like you can't move the shuriken slows the first one slows and suppresses and the second one freezes so I had to hit you with two to freeze you but the first one just automatically suppresses you and um, and slows you okay, so that, you, you yeah. have to create your own wombo combo with that then mm-hmm. okay well then I, I don't think maybe I think in terms of it's going to require a skill set then it's going to require a skill set to, to receive that full penalty to that player I, it, it might be something not maybe everyone will be able to do or it might not be that easy to do you brought up the example of um, the throwing knife and 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 uh, how how great was the throwing knife prior to the uh the targeting fix that it had you you were headshotting that all day long with with the throwing knife so that's another thing that we didn't really get to think about in terms of the physics of how these uh, knives to the hunter more specifically are going to react. What is the physics, even to the warlock or him throwing that beam uh, with the, with the scepter, how, how, what's the tracking on that going to look like? Because uh, celestial fire has amazing tracking as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just like you said, frequency uh, and, you know, just having all the facts together so we can compile, you know, really thought out um, scenarios of what the crucible will look like and obviously playtesting. Yeah, and the way that I was going to phrase it with smoke is smoke kind of goes down and is 
is more of a a blocker than a than an immediate suppressor because it has to land and then sort of detonate. And if you hit somebody with it, it you're probably going to lose that gunfight because you're busy throwing that stupid thing and they're shooting you. Uh, and at that range, your 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 TTK is pretty pretty low. I think the reason folks are concerned when they see that shuriken or they hear about the warlock one is there's an immediacy and a speed to that. It's just it's all it's it's out. It hits you. You're suppressed. I can't throw a titan grenade or a smoke bomb and do that to you in an instantaneous way. And so that I think is where the concern lies is the speed uh, of it. Um, so agreed. Last Kokui says, I mostly play higher level comp and trials uh, with most people crutching on things like Mountaintop and Revoker. Do you think Stasis will play a role similar to those in just cheap things closing skill gap? I mean, I, uh, this certainly kinda, hope not. Yeah, certainly I hope not. I think we both, yeah, I can say we hope not. And I'm not, I'm not big on, um, this kind of dialogue. Be- I can comment on these two things in particular. More, uh, I think the mountaintop. We all, I think you even can comment on it. You've said it. You know, it's it's one of those things that should have been taken away, shouldn't have been made, should have been thought about. And, and I, I think it has a lot of credence. That thing is a load of fun in the PVE portion of the game, and it's kind of hard for me to feel that way when I'm thinking about that aspect entirely. But in the PVP aspect, that thing is a nuisance. It it turns people into just shooting the ground, switching to their sidearm or what have you, and being able to just clean up whatever. I, I mean, you still got to aim, you still got to shoot, so it still requires practice and 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 you know, touche to the people that turn it into their forte. I know people that that do that, but uh, I've always had a problem with the revoker. I don't. I do not like anything that rewards you for not being successful. Mm-hmm. That thing is giving you a bullet back when you miss. I don't like that. I don't like that. I and and I. There's been talks and on on the wind that we're going to see icebreaker back because we're going to the ice. You know, there we're getting another thing back. So if that thing comes back, maybe I would be okay with with that considering what it did in the mechanic of the gun similar to revoker but it's at least at least it's maintaining the exotic slot at least the fact that people can get away for being using this gun and having the forgiveness of missing and always maintaining ammunition yeah and and it's only a legendary i don't i don't i don't know i just don't I, i that was the biggest flaw in terms of where i thought they went with the revoker but you know, the game was in a different spot when they came out with these guns. You know, we brought up the recluse, you know, the mountaintop, and way different, yeah. way different, way different aspect they were in. And the revoker influences game flow in a way that, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but it, it, it lesser skilled, less aware players have no idea what it does. Like they don't, they don't see it. They don't understand necessarily the ammo economy and the sort of snowball rhythm that comes in sort of the competitive realm uh, trials especially and so it's going to get bumped by sunsetting and so will mountaintop but they'll still be down hanging out in sixes and i don't think revokers really throwing off sixes it mainly throws off ammo economy and trials but mountaintop i think is one of the concerns is this thing going to be a headache and a thorn in the side of the game for forever and they've given us assurances that no it's going to be tweaked which means you aren't going to see it in year four i feel i feel it's just going to go away um and i also hope for a weapons update that really makes you clamor to new weapons anyway but we'll have to wait for more information and announcements from bungie on that so 
I never like using sort of the language here of like they're crutching. You know, I, I saw people say they were people were abusing Mountaintop Recluse, and it's like you can't abuse something that's in the game. It's a gun. Like it's they made it. It's strong. Use it if you don't like. So okay, but uh, and I think Revoker touches on what we're concerned about with Stasis. Revoker disrupts a rhythm and a rule that's sort of like law. And then the revoker's like, yeah, but not me. You know, there's like a law of, of and an intrinsic balance um, with the way that ammo economy and revokers, you know, it, I'm sorry, snipers work and revokers like, I get to go around that. Ha ha ha. And I think that's one of the, um, that's one of the bigger issues. So next question from Feral Savage. Do you feel like the stasis changes in Crucible will magnify the issues in balancing between PvP and PvE? Do you feel that stasis will have to eventually be neutered in PvE? This is obviously a concern I have as a non-PvP player is that, I said a moment ago, if I come up with some fun crazy build with the aspects and the fragments and that crazy build is a nuisance in the Crucible, I hope that the changes they have made allow them to do more split sandbox changes. They talked about how they changed their patching, uh, their, you know, their server load time and all of that, you know, getting cut in half and install size going down and all of that. I would hope that they've also made investments into streamlining split sandbox changes. Now I know they can't split the sandbox right down the middle with a chainsaw. Like, yeah, no problem. Now we can just make these changes. I know it's still going to be, uh, an issue. It's still gonna be difficult for them to make those changes, but you would hope that the changes that they've made where they talk about how patching and updating is going to be faster well does that mean then you're more efficient at changing weapons perks exotics etc without hurting pve because that would be great uh i think that's pve tends to blame the crucible i think too much i think we can blame the crucible for some nerfs over the years but i think we tend to blame them too much and this is a time where it's, I think it's right to put that on your radar and be like, now hang on a minute, man. You, you guys better split the sandbox here because this, this stuff looks really fun and really cool for PvE. And uh, I don't want to have... They're adding depth and customization to your build with aspects and fragments, and we don't want to neuter that before it even gets a chance to you know kind of flourish and grow. Um, I'm sure you've got commentary here about the different sandboxes. Well, and people have always, you know, almost... Uh, lobbied for there being two separate ones and I, I just don't think that's very plausible mm-hmm. I mean maybe in a more technologically advanced video game age that could be you know more feasible um, I uh, I definitely think your commentary on the matter on PVE and what it could look like in the stasis aspect definitely has more leeway than mine I, I'm focused on the PVP I'm excited very excited to see what you know it looks like in pve but like i i look at you know the ability to just you know one man content that's probably not the easiest to one man and it being extremely accessible because of abilities and stuff like that like those are fears i'm not saying those are gonna come to fruition right away but you know I, i that's logistically where i think about in the pv aspect where will they meaning the devs find aspects within pve that is so easy to complete because of an ability or a subclass being very you know uh, excuse the language overpowered (laughs) (laughs) overpowered in the instance to utilize within 
um, you know, a grandmaster, for instance. Uh, I don't, I know a lot of people like to utilize uh, the bottom tree uh, Night Stalker for the uh, ability to, to, uh make everyone invisible and just jet past everything you know it's mm -hmm. like i wonder if they thought about that you know it's uh, these are smart-minded people especially they're working on this game night and day for x amount of years you gotta you gotta assume and give most of these guys the benefit of the doubt and say you gotta see i've seen that coming that we were just gonna mm -hmm. throw smokes down and just jet past everything but i guess that it didn't really matter because if you're trying to go for rewards you gotta kill everything so it's catch 22 well and i also wonder if some of the reasons they just sort of let stuff happen and they take it on the chin a little bit it could be because of the patching efficiency and the turnaround time of loading that that they've shortened there could have been times they're like yeah that's gonna be a problem we'll have to put that on you know a month in we'll patch it you know like I, i'm wondering if that's also a part of it that they just can't they realize and they're like no we gotta ship it like we can't it's just gonna have to be you know uh it's just gonna have to be in there i think sometimes that's also a factor i don't think they're like inept and they don't know that certain things are going to be kind of broken or kind of strong i think they just sort of sometimes have to take it on the chin because they don't have time to go back and fix it you know true Filthy with the next question. The lowest level stasis effect, slow, is said by Bungie to greatly reduce enemy movement speed, weapon handling, and accuracy, and ability regeneration. How do you balance something that is on short cooldowns, melee dodge, ETC, and make it difficult to fight back? You're touching on something that we've already touched on, so I don't want to make us uh, spend too much time here because we are getting close. Well, we're actually past the hour, and that's totally fine. Uh, Q&As go longer with co-hosts, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. So I'm not going to try and cut this short, but I also think we've really touched on this. You're touching on a bigger word to encompass this, which is frequency. If it's too frequent, that becomes the problem. They've had this issue with heavy. It was too frequently showing up, so they limited timers, you know, limited how much you got and all that. Um, so I, I real briefly, I know they, they, the people that, you know, make these questions they love the limelight they love to you know to be noticed and they love to write everything and and i know that is something that we touched on but to, to more specifically i feel like to answer his question to balance stat penalties those stat penalties have to be in the right positions and they have to add to the right things where they know that these players are going to utilize these mods or these attachments to better their play whether it's in the pv or pvp they gotta be cognizant and say okay they know they're gonna put this on because they want to cast their super a lot we better knock out that intellect by a lot yeah that's actually a good point that i i was i don't think we highlighted enough when we talked about frequency well at least i didn't is i call it i call it trade pain where you uh you trade and you lose something uh this is basic you know min maxing more strength uh but then less agility you're just a big bruiser and you're slow uh similar idea here is if if you are investing heavily in melee dodge builds there's got to be some trade pain attached to that thank you kevin w uh for picking vip uh, fourth new member of the day VIPs can do voice call-ins which we're going to do very shortly here in a moment with Wolverine uh, as co-host uh, VIPs also get early access to Q&A so thank you for that uh, support uh, all we really ever ask is for you to hit the subscribe button that's totally free to hit subscribe and the bell button but paid memberships by clicking join is a great way to support me directly and then you get a bunch of perks uh, and benefits as well so yeah good good thoughts on frequency that maybe they could and this is where they don't necessarily have to nerf an ability or nerf something's strength but they can say okay look this aspect and fragment combination is busted we're going to make it more costly so that it, it kind of puts it in check a little bit you're 
you're gonna you're gonna have to lose some intellect or discipline or whatever if you're gonna run this so i think i think wolverine's right to tap into that because if they were to this is why i thought that you should invade in in uh in gambit and have a relic that you have to use because if they nerf the relic then you can leave my sleeper alone you can leave you know certain heavies alone similar idea here they don't have to nerf your your shuriken you love gambit <laughs> uh, is yeah. it a hate, hate love hate love relationship wow. love, hate. i despise the game mode um i feel like you look like the drifter <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> whatever he does that little thing yeah, the, i will admit the the one voice line that you had on twitch when you were i were, did you say that as in the drifter dialogue yeah bank, bits. yeah bank those bits and summon a prime evil yeah i did that, at yeah. some point it, it always made me <laughs> chuckle when i heard it <laughs> yeah that was that was that was fun people i think that was chat's idea uh rain the dark just upgraded to vip thank you for upgrading homie yeah that was chat's idea but th- the point that i the point that i'm making is they could inadvertently lower frequency or presence without making it without nerfing if that makes sense so if they were like oh man invading with this relic is a little too strong they would nerf the relic and your guns and your supers are unaffected it'd be a little more disconnected rog with a five dollar tip through super chat they also have to keep in mind that there are some charged light mods that can overcome fragment penalty uh true true just being aware which you know those penalties like i was mentioning you know they have to be you know you know super cedent to the fact that they know that players will make these certain builds because they know it will benefit them to the frequency of this of this certain ability or the the um overpowered nature of another building to be be able to resist a few headshot snipers uh, like uh the eternal warriors able to uh resist a few shots you know that those kind of intrinsic mechanics I, I feel as long as they are cognizant to the there has to be a given trade and, and what, what did you just say a pain trade trade make? pain trade pain i think that's i think that's awesome that's a it's a perfect layman uh, description to what they have to keep in mind when making these new abilities and and what these abilities are going to be able to do to other guardians within the crucible yeah yeah, I, I always use the example of uh, of trade pain in uh, in Destiny One. There were perks like that would give you quicker reload but shrink the mag, which that's logical. And then there was the other one that gave you a ton of stability, but it took away range. So there was trade pain on the perk itself, uh, and that's something that we could definitely see more of. In, the, in, in, in guns especially Mason says to avoid people leaving crucible after the stasis edition should they add a new crucible game mode where it focuses on stasis I if you if you want to I, I think this is why um, momentum control and mayhem are getting taken out temporarily aren't they um, <laughs> is it mayhem is it, I'm right on that aren't I like mayhem and momentum control and scorch are all out initially and I'm I'm wondering if that's why <laughs> I think that's a it's a good connection you just made yes uh, because mayhem it's you know everyone's just going to be canceling <laughs> it's just going to be canceling left and right so i don't know i i didn't they say they're just removing it temporarily but they are bringing it back yeah and that could be why uh okay. that could be why um thank you uh kenneth and happy birthday you said you joined patreon as a vip was it if it was today i haven't got the email yet but if you did that thank you th- th- so much for doing that um yeah, I think they're taking them out because they probably want to uh, 
study them in the main environment and not because I think yeah mayhem would be abs- I, I, that's that's a, that's a concern I think people have is that mayhem's just going to be nothing but freeze 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 uh, <laughs> and that'll be kind of annoying um, it's already annoying when fun police show up I guess my only pushback with the momentum control portion of this argument I feel that because of the the mechanics of that game type being that you need gun skill essentially to get your skills back I don't know I feel like that is is a, is a way to neuter you know skills in general across the board uh, any of the subclasses because you know you're relying more on your gunplay to gain energy uh ability energy in return yeah it might just be momentum control and scorched i might be incorrect about um how many of the crucible uh items won't, won't be available i think you're right i may have misspoke it may in fact be because it was in the TWAB about the guns, right, and the armor that they mentioned Crucible. Let's get an actual uh, featured mode. I remember Crucible. them mentioning Mayhem as well. Weekly Rotator, Clash, Mayhem, and Showdown. So, Mayhem's not going anywhere. I misspoke. I am sorry. Thank okay. you for the correction. Um, but yeah, Momentum Control and uh, Scorch are going away, but they promise they're coming back. Like, they're not being, like, permanently removed or something. So, yeah, Mayhem might be kind of wild. We'll have to, you know, it, it, and they don't need a mode specific for Stasis, because that's probably what Mayhem will become, is a Winter Wonderland. You know what I mean? It's 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 gonna be like the Disney movie Frozen when she creates her little <laughs> castle. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be the crucial. Let it go. Just yeah. let it go. I can't say that you made that joke and not me. <laughs> <laughs> He beat me to it. He beat me to the dad joke. It's a Disney... Come on, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Disney freak. Uh, it's it's true, and it's it's nice. Uh, Florida just lifted a majority of their mandates, so people will be able to return to Disney World that, uh, without mask, and I'll be able to use my annual pass again. But, uh, yeah, you're not going to beat me to the Disney puns, bro. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to see a picture of you with Elsa. Uh, oh, man. That's, that's my... <laughs> she's, she's not my girl. My girl has always been Belle. I've always related a lot as growing up and everyone had those big plastic VHSs. Uh-huh. And uh, I think uh, I had them all. Every every mo- majority Disney family did. Mm-hmm. Or was it there was a fan. And uh, I didn't relate a lot to the princess movies just being a boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think if there was one I picked, Beauty and the Beast was always my favorite. I, I liked Gaston. I liked the Beast's character. It just was always my favorite. And that's actually my favorite too. And uh, I, it was great when my daughter watched it because in the beginning, if you're a kid, you don't necessarily know if Gaston's the bad guy because he's a great hunter and he's good looking and he's he's you know he's confident. And their perception and their perception's not as good when they're younger. You know, kids don't know who the bad guy is, especially when it's somebody in plain sight like that. That's, that's he's not necessarily hurting anybody yet. And. Uh, he takes her book and throws it in the mud. And my daughter got so angry because she loves oh. books and she loves to read. She's like, I do not like that man. <laughs> I was like, add a girl, add a girl. He's a bad guy. Uh, but that movie, I, I actually love the opener. I thought the music was great, like the violin and the narration and stuff. It's Yeah, yeah it's one of my favorites. Okay, well, 100%. then we need a picture of you with Belle in the Discord. She'll have 100%. the right colors for trials, 100%. too. She, she'll probably be in the yellow gown. So you know. I, I, uh, I tend to go all out when I go to Disney World. I always stay at one of the hotels on the property. I typically will stay at uh, one of the ones that, if you're ever familiar with that property in, in Orlando, 
the monorail loop uh, that circles Magic Kingdom with Ted 10 to pick one of those. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's I, I literally could talk for hours on it. We should not drift too far because I will talk for hours on Disney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Two questions left. LL Brood says, Stasis will definitely help keep people in check if they want to rush with a shotgun. It punishes people. However, my worry is that Reddit Twitter, Reddit or Twitter, will force Bungie's hand on a nerf. How would that nerf hurt PvE? Yeah, we've touched on this one. So, unfortunately, a little late uh, on the Q&A, Brood. This is a reason, if you're a paid member, to use Discord. You can submit the questions before I go live. VIPs actually get an hour of early access. Uh, so... Yes, the concern here would be, we've already addressed, it would hurt PvE. We'd be enjoying something fun or some fun, cool build with the aspects and the fragments, and we're hoping the changes they've made to patches and updating, and in the, in the, in the, they call it the patching pipeline, uh, enables them to be more nuanced and not split the sandbox rigidly, but in effect with updates and patches, maybe they could. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was just gonna like, uh, just gonna, like I said, just I know it, it, you. I remember you, you and Twitch used to be a little harsher on the people that had the repeated questions, but you had a different, you know, clientele of people. But I, yeah, I feel, I feel uh, where he's coming from. It's, it's a concern. You know, things in PV are really fun. Things in, you know, uh, you believe uh, your sleeper simulant, and I, I never knew what that gun was like prior to the to the uh the nerf so I, I imagine what something like that you know being fun in pve but because of the you know detriment to the pvp things could just be you know changed altogether yeah yeah and you know the it's unfortunate uh, but a reality yeah yeah so uh deathblood says what if hypothetically you are immune to damage while frozen but just get a little damage when unfrozen uh, I don't think this is how it works. I think you can, you go, you go bye bye if they shoot you while you're frozen. I'm fairly certain because that's called shatter. Uh, that's literally the flow, slow freeze shatter. Um, and so I don't think this is gonna how it's gonna work because everything they said. So, and I want to make sure we're ready for reset in case anything happens today. I don't think anything is, but you know, just in case, trailer or whatever. <laughs> Ashen, with our final question, says, which class do you think will be the strongest in Crucible on Stasis alone? Will Hunters continue their reign? I think everyone's looking at Hunters because they can dodge and anybody nearby gets frozen. They can throw the shurikens. They've got really crazy melee builds to spec into constantly having that melee. So I don't think anybody's looking at the Titan and is concerned because the Titan just seems a little like a Ice Striker. Um, so... It doesn't seem like Titans are going to suddenly start to become a problem. And then obviously Warlocks will have their projectile melee that might be, you know, uh, frustrating to deal with about, you know, the freezing. And then what's the reach on that casting your rift and freezing people around you? Um, can I do that on a corner or through a wall? You know, because uh, Gemini Jesters get you through the wall. So we'll have to wait. Well, my, and see. my favorite, by the way, my favorite hunter exotic. I thought it was. That's why I mentioned it. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the one you like. So, like, is is he going to be able to run Gemini Jesters and freeze you through the wall? Is the question. I, like, if he runs it's right just another 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 uh, mechanic, another physics that we you know have to take into effect and what things you know could look like. You know, I think uh, one thing I was uh, thinking about because of one exotic, I feel I'm always annoyed about with the hunters, and I hate it. Uh, worm husk. I think it's cheesy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think love it's cheesy. It. I know you do. I know, and I, I knew you were gonna say that. Um, I don't like the. I don't like it. it's giving you life. I think the hunter's ability to get away from things is a lot. And this is coming from a strictly an only hunter main. I, I will. I think it's ugly. 
first of all <laughs> i it think is. It's, it's hideous the ugliest thing ever and, and if you don't have your hood on forget it <laughs> like, i really it. i really feel like you're targeting me here with this commentary no no not at all not at all no i don't i i know a lot of people pretty much everyone i know that plays hunter they do use it so i i always give them a hard time for it so just take it as friendly discourse of course um yeah i i think stasis will help mitigate a lot of the hunter's ability to get away from fights and in turn hopefully will make that exotic less of an option when they know there's a whole group of stasis wielding subclass characters mm -hmm. yeah i mean it, it, and I'm, I'm i'm putting my hunter on display because he's literally wearing worm husk without hood so it i, I didn't <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. I literally opened the game, and there he stands. And listen, with the, with I have, the ornament. Too. Yeah, I have the, I have the ornament. I have the ornament. I think the ornament works within my color scheme. But I agree. I wish. I wish I could make it look a little bit different. It I mean, is. He pretty... looks dope. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it's just the helmet, man. I just. I can't. I can never see myself wearing it. When I came back, uh, uh, dawn, and and I got it. I'm like, what? What the hell is this thing? Like, who would ever <laughs> wear this thing? Like, it would get made fun of. But I see how uh, overutilized it is within the the hunter hunter class within PvP. Yeah, I mean, without the ornament, he kind of looks like a like a bug, like a bug villain or something mm -hmm. from a comic book. Um, mm -hmm. So at least the ornament, I can look a little less like a bug and more like maybe like a cyborg or something. Worm husk, I kind of feel is kind of silly because you do get to double dip. You're dodging to get away while also healing, and with a nine second cooldown, I mean it. It does uh, start to feel. I mean, it spoils me in uh, PVE. If I play sure. a bunch of PVE content and then all of a sudden I'm playing as a Titan or a Warlock, I, I double tap B instinctively as soon as I get low health because I want to disappear and get my health back. Um, mm. <laughs> so, but at least in PVE, that utility isn't kind of broken. It's it's more of a, it's more, you know, like a, a Batman, you know, smoke pellet going down kind of a thing. 100%. And, so. and I, I'm obviously being clearly subjective in, in terms of my feelings, in terms of how I feel. Uh, I'm just uh, poking good fun. I don't think it, I'm not trying to write a, a petition or someone to sign something to, to nerf this thing to the ground. I think it's a, I think it's a fair thing. It's just, I'm a little indifferent when it comes to using it. I'm trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to cancel it. You're trying to cancel word. No, it's, no, it's for going back to, I'm trying to avoid everything we talked about today. No. <laughs> if only, I, if uh, only worm husk could send some tweets and then we could just right. use those. That's all we need. Yeah. And fabricate different stories about i'm sure that seems to be what people do nowadays but you know it's it, not here or there it might be a little bit too soon but that'd be a funny bit on what happened is people could make it look like worm husk is talking in a discord and then show it to bungie and be like you need to take care of this you know that yeah. might be kind of funny like hey i know i'm op oh. but don't tell bungie <laughs> yeah or bastion you know <laughs> yeah or bastion or bastion <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really. Uh, I know we're, we're about to finish off, and I'm. You know, everyone's still listening in this segment. I'm really, really happy to talk about the Crucible. I'm really happy uh, to be a part of this. Um, I can't wait for the the call-ins. I hope you know more people will come, more people will have questions, and and even in a debate, it's also good to have you know friendly discourse and and even agree to disagree on a lot of topics. Um, I'm excited for the the sandbox changes uh, i think we should all be a little excited on what we want to expect in uh beyond light and i think ultimately if they created crucible that 
funnels more players into it, it's healthy across the board. I'll agree right now, Trials is not in the greatest state, whether you're on PC and, and even in some aspects of the of console um, with, you know, DDoSing issues, but I won't go into it. But oh, yeah. I, I feel the numbers aren't as high, obviously, as they were in March. And I think incentive, loot pursuit, and everything that we've talked about today in previous talks go into that. But I think we should be excited. I think uh, we should be optimistic until we have a reason not to be. And uh, we should just, you know, look forward to, to TWABs to see if, you know, the sandbox will be to everyone's liking. Yeah, you know, cruis- Crucible numbers are down in the 300,000s on daily. That's that's actually really low um, yeah. for Crucible. Anytime they dip below uh, four and 500,000s, it's... it's it's pretty low, and they're on the they're on the downward turn in the 300Ks. So we'll obviously hope that they can you know turn some of that around in Beyond Light. And we will be transitioning to VIP call-ins. I'll quickly kind of like eat my lunch, but we're going to end this segment. If you're here live, don't go anywhere. If you're a VIP and you want to call in, get in the Discord, get ready to do some mic checks, and we'll do that. Uh, debate us. You know, if you think three peaking is fine, get in here. It'll be fun to beat you up uh, and prove you wrong. Uh, if you are, you know, thinking stasis is going to be terrible, oh my gosh, you know, you hop in the Discord as a VIP, join us on the call-in. If you're listening to this elsewhere, Spotify, iTunes, all of that, this does hit lots of different platforms. You can always catch me live, say no to rage.com. Monday through Friday, we're here doing the thing on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and the bell button. Do that, it really helps me out. And if you want to become a paid member VIP to join these call-ins, click the join button and do that right away as always if you listen in any of the other locations to support my content please like share and subscribe listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is gonna be the vip call-in session that happened after q a and the discussion about will stasis hurt crucible if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or any podcast platform and you'd prefer to watch live you can catch me at say no to rage.com right here on YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. That ensures you don't miss out on the content. Monday through Friday, we're having these conversations. And the VIP call-in session is something you got to be a paying member either through Patreon or YouTube for. And we have Akuta Papa and Kevin calling in today. And Wolverine will be co-hosting this section with me as well. That's another tier of support you can choose if you'd like. Uh, appreciate everybody who chooses those tiers. A lot of people pick VIP and actually never cash in on the call-in. So we, again, thank you for that. VIPs, be sure to tune in for Friday nights as well for Friday Night Fight Night. This week is going to be Among Us. So Akuta Papa has pulled off to the side of the road and is ready to talk. Go ahead, sir. What do you want to talk about today? So just something I was thinking about is in a sense, the whole suppression and all of that, could we, could Bungie use that as a tool to make us choose between the light and the dark subclasses? Maybe certain areas of the game are too overwhelming for light to actually be used, so we have to use a dark subclass to be able to fight. Oh, man. I... The fr- there's a piece of content that I immediately think of when you say this, and can you get? I'm curious if either of you can guess which piece of content I'm going to say. Where you're forced to use a specific class. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing raids. It's no? probably going to be a no. It's not. Well, Grandmaster. No, you guys are forgetting. No. You're forgetting about reckoning. Reckoning was built. Kid, don't do it, dude. Yeah, it, I've never done it. Uh, never done it. So when never it first came it. out, when it first came out, I know of it, but just never personally did. Yeah, it. the bridge is basically designed around Well of Radiance 
and obviously at the time Orpheus rigged Tether Skull Nova and then Phoenix Well Phoenix Phoenix Protocol Well and so we were very very much um, we were not forced but it was very clear what they envisioned us using for reckoning so when you say this that's the first thing I think of is there's that there's that like doe-eyed little boy version of me like oh that sounds so cool and then the realist walks in the room and is like are you kidding me you're forgetting about reckoning like so i hear your idea and i'm like oh that sounds awesome that'd be so cool like we really feel like we need to run stasis but then i worry that content like that starts to fall flat or is unenjoyable because you're heavily funneled to particular builds this is actually not the first time someone has kind of postulated this so you're in good company a lot of folks have said how are they going to make us run stasis in PVE or encourage stasis? Are they just going to overwhelm us with ads so we feel like we need crowd control, suppression, freezing, and traps and things? Um, and I said, man, if they do that, they run the risk of creating more reckoning, you know? And I, I'm i not sure if Wolverine has anything to add to that because it does. It sounds so good on the surface, but then I worry about the content sort of breaking down in execution. Yeah, after breaking down Reckoning, and I and I just looked it up, I, I see that a lot of people use well. Yeah, I guess it's it can be a limiting factor, but I like the direction Aku is going in because, like, wouldn't it be cool to have to utilize something to just you to do a portion of something else? Maybe, maybe not make it the entire raid or strike or what have you but you, you need it for for this part or or something like that yeah like i, I think it still brings up that doughy dyed version oh really like it we're gonna have to put this on oh cool it's gonna be contextual to everything that we're doing to to this new subclass and story and stuff like that at least if i if i'm interpreting the right way that's you know the, what i take from it yeah yeah, yeah just, go, go ahead i was gonna i was just whole... i was literally gonna say what do you have to add to that uh ku I, mean, I was just thinking living world type thing and they're trying to make, make it more your mic is doing your mic is doing that thing again where you're like super quiet you just gotta adjust your head your headset maybe and, there, there you go. go any better yep there perfect. you go okay yeah i'm just thinking they're trying to make it a living world and maybe not force you into a certain class subclass whatever but maybe hey, we're heading into this like darkness zone. The light subclasses are going to be much more limited in what they can do or their charging or something compared to the dark side. Or say you go to IO, the dark subclass will be more limited compared to using a light subclass type idea. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, would you think it would be better instead of you know using the term limiting or even using the idea of limiting? What about benefiting maybe you recharge it even faster rate if you put on your darkness subclass in this instance or they could put in some mechanic to think that uh uh solar will be utilized better in this one instance i I think i think that would probably be a little bit better i think limiting would probably deter uh, you know people from wanting to touch you know any sort of content it kind of falls along the lines of being linear with what you're forced to being used again because if something limits you everyone's going to want to do to the most powerful thing and i think you can make the argument in terms of saying well you're getting the better benefit from one subclass why not use that one but i, I feel i like 
the approach so much that I think in terms of just giving a slight benefit to using that particular subclass in a given instance, I think would be better suited than limiting another. Yeah, I I happen to think that we can get the spirit and the essence of what you're pushing for, but do it in a way that doesn't pigeonhole the content in a permanent way the way the reckoning was. I think modifiers is how you do this. Um, you and I said this about champion mods stop telling me for an entire season I can only use X number of weapons for champion mods like that's annoying but you could incentivize it and say hey this week anti-barrier auto rifles get a buff as opposed to you know all the other anti-barrier options like make them available on all primaries and then you 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 rhythmically sort of buff them with modifiers and i would do the same thing here with stasis you could create if you think of the curse rotation and stuff they do on dreaming city maybe that's something that happens maybe they could say there are there are you know uh atmospheric disturbances where you know for one day or a week or something dark subclasses or dark powers are seemingly supercharged and stronger. Maybe the storms do that. Who knows? With the with the dynamic storms, they could do something like this to where you get what you're asking for, but not in a permanent sense. I wouldn't want to constantly go into content and be like, yeah, this is quote-unquote stasis content. But I think we could certainly get what you're talking about, and it could be really enjoyable, and also keep things fresh the way that one week we were in Crota and the next week we were in Kingsfall during Age of Triumph, if that makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't thinking permanent. Having it kind of come and go like two stars it was kind of what I was thinking. I'm just trying to form my thought while talking as well. So, no, I, I think it's I think it's great insight and great ideas. Uh, did you have anything else? No, that was it. I was, something that you guys were kind of talking about in PvP, which kind of in kind of a larger. Man, your mic did it again. I missed that. Uh, he says that everything we talked about in PvP it brings the whole the context of what we talked about in a larger way, mm-hmm. and 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 you're right. And, and I think everything that we did t- t- speak about today, even though we weren't focused on PVE, you know, these are ripple effects. These are ripple effects to how you know the game is played. And I think you know both of these things are separate, but they walk hand in hand in the same game because they share the same sandbox. Yeah, yeah. Well, good thoughts. Thanks for calling in, Aku. I appreciate it. Yep, have a good day. All right, I'm coming down to you, Kev... Whoop, whoop, the name shifted. I almost unmuted somebody else. I almost unmuted Ash. Go ahead, Kevin, if you're there. You have to unmute yourself, Kevin, or did you go AFK on us? Hopefully he did not. Let me make sure he didn't leave and rejoin and server mute. No, he's here. Kevin, if you can hear me, you'll have to un toggle unmute okay while we wait for kevin um kelia says let me put whatever mod i want on whatever weapon that's something i've kind of been calling for with champion mods because um you know it's just it's too it's too limiting um so I, I I don't like that aspect of it uh, because you 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 end up feeling like I gotta run a scout or a bow and now people don't even really want to use champion mods right everybody just runs guillotine and bypasses champions so I would love to see that aspect of weaponry uh, evolved in PVE. Would you like to see? 
the idea of champions expanded upon either you know a more expansive look on barriers and unstoppables and overloads or even another champion that they could add into the mix i yeah i actually think they should add more champions more champion types and put them in more places while also simultaneously giving us more freedom with respect to where they go i would love to go into content and be the guy that runs unstoppable and then armor piercer so armor like not armor piercer armor breaker so armor breaker would be a champion that literally has like physical armor you can see and i gotta bust it off and this would be perfect for snipers infusions and shotguns and then I think snipers, infusions, and shotguns should bust the armor in unique ways. I think snipers should be able to suddenly see highlighted crit spots through their scope if they're using the mod. Uh, This gives snipers utility they don't presently have. Uh, Shotguns and fusions would work in a different way. Shotgun, you'd obviously have to gut bust, and maybe the fusion would, you'd have to target certain spots for like what you would call like melting, like you're melting hinges or something for it to fall off. Uh, this adds, I think, layers to combat instead of just making things stronger and harder, but a layer that gives you a both a combat choice. Are you going to push, sit back, uh, what's your loadout? Uh, and then the the rest of the champions, Unstoppable, Anti-Barian, Overload, if they're in more places, but I have more freedom with where those mods show up on my primary, uh, then it's actually totally fine that there's more of them. I would love to be able to put Anti-Barrier and Overload on one primary and toggle it. So dependent upon what's in front of me, I'm able to handle two different champion types. And then again, you can put them in more places because you've now equipped me to mitigate more of that pain layer. I think that's a more interesting pain layer than Delta and 12, you know, a big Delta and 12 negative modifiers. I I don't think that's interesting. I think a lot of that pain might be alleviated if the, uh, the focus of the, um, the artifact wasn't as narrow saying that you had to use pulse rifles for unstoppable this this season or what have you if you had the freedom to adapt your loadout to where you wanted to put those mods on any type of weapon i think it would probably mitigate it i then you would probably be risking the the challenging factor meaning uh, anybody being able to uh throw on any build and be able to it being viable against champions which i and personally i think that would be an okay trade-off considering as you always say these uh, bunch of negative modifiers that go into making you know this content being more difficult i i I did never liked the artifacts ability to limit on what was a barrier or what was overload or what was unstoppable that season yeah it's it's like a passive form of it's like the curated loadouts that people didn't like in the raid layers. It's it's more passive. You're not rigidly telling me, but you are. I mean, it's like if you want to interact with this, you got to run these gun types. And I always look at, and this is why I use the term layers. I always look at combat in Destiny in the terms of layers. And difficulty spectrum should add a layer uh, so that it's not just blunt force pain of they're doing tons of damage and they're all spongy now and you're taking more damage and dying faster that that doesn't i just that doesn't feel like you're enhancing the experience it just feels very very you know one-dimensional very basic and so 
I see it as layers. You got normal, and then you got like medium and hard. And each time the the enemies change a little bit, your decisions, you know, obviously you're going to have to change your loadout and your decisions and where you position and stuff would change as well. And this is why I always say the best raid fights are fights where DPS and mechanics are interwoven. So it's not so satisfy the mechanic and now just absolutely just destroy the boss and melt his face off. It's more of an You're referring to like the, how the Scourge fight goes on? Yeah, um, Scourge is a great example of that. Uh, we, I, I, I think a hard mode of Scourge would have been really enjoyable because it's it's such a common one phase. I think that's unfortunate. Uh, but I love that there's a mechanic interwoven into damage. I also love while we're doing the mechanics, there is a layer of damage that you need to do, stunning him while he attacks, knocking his shield off. I think the Scourge fights, honestly, it is one of the best boss fights they've ever designed um, because of the the layers to the fight. It's, it's not so uh, do this, then melt. Do this, then melt. I think it's got to be one of the best boss fights they've ever come up with. If you had creative control and what Grandmaster would look like or even something similar to, to put in that place for that higher echelon of content, what, what would what would it look like to you? Big picture, my goal would be Guardian should go into Grandmaster and say, everything in here is ridiculously strong, but so am I. They We should retain the sense that we're a god killer while stepping on... That, that's how I felt when I went into the Oryx like throne room it's like this is the throne room of a god but i'm really strong and we're gonna we're gonna take care of business in here i would i would want the mentality of the player to be one that is a little bit more emboldened and not so on your heels sit back hide i think the biggest problem that they've done is we do not have lateral agility we do not have parry and blocking and when you do some of the almost instantaneous TTK damage output that you find in a Grandmaster, we don't have the tools that commonly come in a game that's like that, whether you play Sekiro or Dark Souls or something. If there's going to be such an insane and high amount of damage done to the player, you equip them to block, parry, mitigate, dodge something to get out of the way. We lack the basic ten- tenants of a high damage quick death environment we, we lack the basic tools for those places so i think there's it's acceptable to have delta pain so that it is a sense of like wow these things are quite a bit stronger we need to really think this through but i don't feel like our weapons or even our roaming supers get contextualized properly they're just not strong enough to even really efficiently deal with trash ads so i i just i feel like you have to respect the hierarchy that leads there with the the primary secondary and heavy ads because the ads their hierarchy lines up with our weaponry we have a primary a secondary and a heavy and that's essentially what the enemies are you have the, the all the red bar trash for your primary all the mid-tier enemies that are shielded or maybe slightly more tanky or orange bar and then you have mini bosses and bosses so i would try to respect that hierarchy while adding pain points that can be both finessed uh, and mastered. So if you have a lot of champions or mechanics or essentially like plates that need to be spun while going into the content, I I feel like Light Eater Knights were a good example of this. It's suddenly a new plate I have to spin, a new form of mechanical pain, and if I don't if I if I mess it up, we're in bit we're in bit we're in big trouble, right? Um, and so I would do that with champions. I would do that with new champions, more champions, uh, adding more layers to combat. So I'm making combat decisions that are leading to efficiency so my weapon loadout 
and my choice starts to land on my sense of power and my and, and how I feel powerful. I right now I don't feel powerful when I go into environments like that because you're basically forced to really do a lot of uh, face tanking, hiding, and it's more it's really defensive play. And so it kind of chops off an entire arm of what what makes this game so fun is we can go into an area and kind of really you know feel really really strong. Um, I know it's unique content. There's not really anything else like that. You know, it's 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 harder than raids. Uh, it's just too much of a blunt force you know object. There's no there's just no dynamics. What do you about your it. loot loot guarantees? How do you feel about the current? And then what would you change? Yeah, currency is not exciting. Um, I I just, I I can't imagine being told to run a dungeon or a raid for currency. That'd be kind of like, wait, what? We obviously, the question is always there. What's the raid loot going to look like? What's the dungeon loot going to look like? Uh, And I think this is why Pit of Heresy was a little disappointing because there was nothing spectacular in there. And the armor was a joke because of the the low stat roll. Uh, And then Prophecy was celebrated, but kind of not. The armor was dope, but then the guns were reskins. And so the, you know, I, I don't think end game content should be for currency. It's like, yay, I got another dime or nickel like to, to add to my pile. So once I have enough like tokens, oh, I didn't say currency. I'm so sorry. I said the current, the current. Well, the, that's what the current structure is, though. It's mostly currency. Well, it, right? oh, okay. okay. Well, yeah. And then the 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 exotics that you're given for instance i i feel i just feel where i was going with that line of questioning and where i kind of feel uh my bias stance is is that i feel it's very limited even if you do get the platinum or lords i still don't think that's enough i think uh four mm-hmm. ascendants and then you know two guaranteed exotics i think that would probably be par with you know the option of maybe roll something else i just feel from how we have the current setup and how you described it hiding face taking hiding face taking it it's like a 45 minute ordeal like that you know you get through raids quicker than that i just you know it's part of the bigger issue obviously and 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 there's not a ton of rewards in this game to dole out Uh, you know everyone's got most of it and it's not Mm -hmm. like they can change certain things i just feel with what they're offering currently it's not enough considering all the the hoops you got to jump through yeah, I agree. I mean, I know really good teams are gonna are gonna hear you say forty five minutes and be like, "Oh man, we got it down to, to we got it down to 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 fifteen That's minutes." The top one percent. You can't. It's so hard to calculate that. Right. Right. Exactly. And i I think that I think that whenever I think of currency, because the you know the, currently what we get, you know, you're like, oh, we should get more ascendant shards. We should get more of this or that. That's fine. We can have a debate about quantity. We can have a debate about that. I think that should be what I would call a subtext grind. It's beneath the surface. So when I was grinding for exotics the one season in the nightfall, I ended up with a ton of the prisms. So many prisms, I had to spend them to get them out of my uh, my postmaster. So that was a subtext grind. It was happening underneath. It wasn't what I was focusing on. It wasn't what I was celebrating. I wasn't like, yay, another prism. Like, that's not going to cause any form of elation. Obviously, the exotics did when I got the exotics I was looking for. I still think when you make content that it's in its own category of of what the Nightfall ordeal and specifically Grandmasters, what they bring to the table, I put it on par with Trials Dungeon Raid. It needs its own loot. I, I, I should be going into a Grandmaster 
and chasing Grandmaster loot, a Grandmaster gun every season, and maybe a Grandmaster armor set every year or something. So, or maybe an armor ornamental set uh, for every season to really peacock that you've grinded a lot of Grandmasters. Um, I don't know. It, it would be so weird for Bungie to drop a dungeon raid or like trials and be like, yeah, no, when you go flawless or when you beat the raid or the encounters or whatever, you get currency. Um, and a chance at exotics. I'd be like, wait, what? No, like, the, it just, the title and, and the echelon that it lives in, It, I think it needs its own loot. With its, I would even put Grandmaster in the title. This is a Grandmaster armor set. This is a Grandmaster gun. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough because I I've wanted to approach the Conqueror title like I approached the Flawless title and go for it. I thought it was cool. I uh, wanted to you know do one of those things because it's it's something to show off and flaunt. It's just I the only Grandmaster I've done is Lake of Shadows, and that's just because of how easy that one is. It's it's really it's a really rough. Something and, and you just you said it. You know, some players probably breeze through it, and I envy those kind of guys. But you know, there's probably guys that or girls or people that don't have the same luck within the Crucible. And and I've been fortunate enough to to meet people on on LFG through Xbox, and then the the, the team I play with on PC especially the, the, the team I play with on PC, they're good and they know how to handle cheaters and they're just they're responsive and they know how to talk. So it's a, it's a, it's a trade-off and you know these these portions of these game of this game, the PvP and the PvE, they do walk hand in hand. They have a separate path, but you know they follow the same sandbox line until there's a separation of the two. Yeah. But um I uh I I love your take on where the game can go uh, in a PVE stance, it's it's really what uh, attracted me to your channel in the first place. I I, I think it's, you say it how it is, and and I think it, it brings room for for pushback. But I think in, in how you um, you use utilize your vocabulary and 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 phrase your argument in a way to to almost make the other people's to feel like well he's got a compelling argument. Whether or not they agree with it or not, they have to take some sort of semblance to sit back and say, the man knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've changed the way I talk about all this stuff too over the years, like, um, because there's so many different viewpoints on content. There's so many different viewpoints on, you know, the grand, the grandmaster argument usually breaks down into, it's not that bad, you should try it. And I'm like, okay, that's not my point. My point is it's not good content. Like it's yeah. it's it's a bit of a punt. It's and I would hope that even Bungie would be willing to admit, you know, hey, we did this as just kind of a hat tip to hardcore players so they'd have something in year three to hang their hat on, because there was just nothing. Uh, and if it doesn't get enhanced and updated in year four, I'd be very surprised because it doesn't it doesn't feel very well rounded. It feels very kind of thrown together. And hopefully it gets answered. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it was just another uh, part of the bigger equation that we went into this entire year of it being, you know, content filled. Yes, but it was we could go back in terms of the season and nitpick on what we loved, what we didn't like. And and you've, you've really said it. And I've, I really have taken a lot of credence to it, that the bare bones aspect of what was going on and uh, if the Activision split really did have a, 
you know, a, a fallout effect on what they were able to do prior to Forsaken. Um, I, I hope there's an answer to, to a different, you know, version of Grandmaster, what Grandmaster could look like. Maybe they have a different idea and what currency could look like and how that is distributed. But there's a lot of what ifs, a lot of what ifs and, and a lot of uh, questions and a lot of speculation. But, you know, it's what it's what keeps us going, what keeps us going and what keeps us interested in this game and um, the ability to to I, I personally, this is how I approach this game, that the ability to go on it and grind, you know, grind for these roles or grind the PVP so I can. Uh, have stats that I want to be able to flex every so often. It's, you know, there's got to be the drive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I always harp on the loot. I always harp on the loot because it, it, we, I, I'll put up with tough content, you know, frustrating content, even mundane content if loot's good, you know, and that's why I look at Grandmasters and I'm just like, <laughs> there's no, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, it, I, I, it's it's crazy to say this, but I mean, I would I would grind Gambit if there was if there was loot in there that I really wanted, and I, that that sounds nuts, but I would. I'd be like, dude, let's get a team and let's let's put a couple hours in, let's try and get some steamrolls going. Be, but the, without loot, it's like I'm never ever. So I think that just goes to show you, not everybody's not everybody's like me. That's obvious, but I think a lot of people would think that way. Like if the loot if the loot is there, then. Then uh, I'm I, I'm willing to dip into content I strongly dislike if the loot is there, and I we, I think we are honestly you could say that we saw this in the community with the way folks would uh, rhythmically rally around reckoning. People don't like people didn't like it, but man, I tell you what, that spare rations it got a lot of folks to go in there and put up with content that they probably had no interest in, wouldn't have gone in there otherwise, and yeah. that's that's the big big take home for any piece of content is you got to put a loot motivator in there that's not currency and I know exotics it is nice to have like a place to go grind for exotics but I just I love the idea of after a season is over someone like Kelia and some of these other people that just absolutely go nuts in these grandmasters I would love for them to have a visible tangible insanely awesome armor set and like a god roll on, on a gun that's only found you know in grandmasters um, and if that were the case, then you might find me in there periodically like that, that might be enough, you know, to tip me over, uh, into, into that side of the game. Yeah. And, and that invitation aspect is a perfect segue into exactly what we've been talking about all day, you know, the crucible and how that funnel could be so much more expanded to, you know, bring people in and not make people feel intimidated or just not interested. There's people, uh, I'm sure that have, quests involved with something story related and they tell you to go get 25 pistol shots in the crucible and you're just like what why why, why would i ever want to do that like <laughs> you know me I, I will you know strive for stuff like that as a person who uses the rat king i you give me sidearm kills all day long i i don't mind that but you know i i'm very particular this is a very niche thing because uh i a in, in the crucible to if that's not everyone's particular and b i'm using something in the crucible that's not really meta but um the ability to open the loot pool in a way where it's incentivizing more people to be welcomed more people to try i i loved how you talked about 
uh, how trials used to be in terms of just being able to shove loot out and give people, you know, the the basic loot and then save the mm -hmm. the higher echelons for the seven and then the the pinnacle for the um, the chest to have adept and to have different you know intrinsic features. Um, I I I didn't get to experience uh, Trials of Osiris and Destiny One. I pretty much I've done most of my trials play through Destiny Two, and I I can see why people you know were upset when Trials of the Nine went away and and loot incentive and everything else that came along with you know the sweatiness. Uh, uh, this is a perfect opportunity to talk about and maybe i don't know if you've, you've caught traction of it over the weekend um i i know you know the destiny community can be a little bit of can be jaded at times but there are you know a few good uh, content creators uh you always uh, talk about them so i feel confident saying them asked across um was speaking over the weekend about uh, another content creator's video in regards to the sweat community's demands and why they shouldn't necessarily be met full force and i had to agree with a good portion of it because you know the sweat community does make up for probably a portion of the higher thinking when it comes to where things could probably fit in but you got to get the pulse of everyone else or everything's going to be doomed to fail and I don't know if you've caught that conversation over the weekend. Yeah, I watched this. I watched this video, um, <clears throat> and I appreciated because I, I I think this is something that we we it's like the person that that continues to try to do the to, to do something and they keep getting the same result, but they keep trying anyway. And I feel like some of the crucible conversation over the years has felt that way because you can't take the space magic out of destiny without just turning it into like a bush league halo and i i've continued to kind of tell people it it's very clear that if bungie hasn't gotten it right in quotations they haven't gotten it right in in five six years now they're not going to i'm not saying that they've been failing miserably on the crucible front but for what people have been arguing for whether it's for highly competitive or balanced or sweat oriented or, or you know whatever whatever angle they're approaching it from, that's why I thought what Astacross was saying was exactly right. You, you have to, um, you have to say that it's always going to be like this. There's always going to be a meta. There's always going to be a seasonal, you know, gun that rises in prominence. And he's like, I just, I don't know. I thought the way that he phrased it was really on point. It's like, it's always going to be this way. And everybody's going to complain about it. And there's going to be another one. And he's like, and Bungie, it's it Bungie's doing it it's like it's on them he's like they're not taking marching orders from sweats or streamers he's like they decide way ahead of time what it's going to look like they know what the meta is going to be and how it's going to feel and it you know it's 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 always going to sort of be like an ever-present uh you know kind of back and forth a little bit it, it's it's it, I've always described it as a pendulum swing. Like it, it was more extreme, I think, in D1. I think in D2, they've done a better job making the Crucible not feel like the changes are so tectonic. But at the same time, it it does go from, you know, hand cannons everywhere to, you know, hard light everywhere to, auto, you know, auto rifles everywhere to pulse rifles. It does tend to kind of pivot on the primaries. Um, but, and they've... They've also been quicker, I think, to respond to you know, disabling a weapon or something if they need to. Uh, that's been good to see as well. Definitely with the exotics, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Kevin renamed himself and came back in. Are you ready to go, sir? Are you there? Uh, hello, hello. There you are. 
There he is. I'm walking outside. I'm almost at my house. Sorry. Oh, you're still not ready to go. Okay, okay. I'll come I'm to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me, yeah, just let Five me know minutes. in the... In, in, to, <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, we'll just keep, we'll just keep vamping then. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, are you talking to me? What are you talking no, yeah, I was asking you because he's not ready. Sorry, I was he's, saying... no, he's still talking. That's why it's, uh, it's one of those I issues where he was muted and unmuted. Um, I, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many things that I can talk about. Maybe here's something, uh, at the end of repeat theater, I, I, uh, I uh, bridged, you know, <laughs> the end of the, the repeat theater into almost an SNTR chat, and I wanted to save it a good portion of this today, and and almost bring, you know, an issue to something that I don't think many people are considering, but at the same time, it's probably just a slow start. But long story short, uh, over the weekend, I played with a streamer I, I mentioned yesterday. Uh, it was in the the early hours of the evening i'm on the west coast so uh the directory is not really that big so but there's a few consistent uh group of people that that will work it uh during the weekend for trials uh, anyways there's been a, a trend where uh individuals will be ddosing the opponents of major console streamers mm -hmm. and this in turn if done with the right sly capability by the the culprit uh will get the streamer in trouble because it almost makes it look like the person performing the ddos is an ally of the streamer yeah and yeah. it's it's become a kind of a problem i don't know if uh that could have a, a ddosing more specifically is the problem not necessarily just the livelihood of 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 the uh content streamers it's it stinks but there's workarounds you don't show who's in the game but I think it could go into the conversation where I think you might have a lot of insight, but maybe if a streamer more specifically is trying to do raid first on console and they're DDoSed. Yeah, there's so many questions I have about this because number one, I, I am really curious what sort of a network uh, weakness there is that all I need is someone's, I guess, gamer tag and then I can knock them off like that's or are they playing trials and just writing down usernames and IPs and then looking for those usernames while the console person is streaming like I have so many questions like so you're telling me I can watch I can watch a streamer see the username of a player and I can somehow find their IP like that seems insane to me yeah, well, I, and from from the information that I got, because I, I had to do a little bit of investigation, just you know, question asking to to, to individuals that I know that are a little bit more versed on the topic, uh, just because you know they've they've had run-ins with people that use Perfect Aim, and the people that use it against them, they were just they they went through a whole process where they they found out a person was doing it. But, anyways, they were they were telling me that going into any games with this certain particular software. And bringing this name of your whatever platform that you're on, more specifically a console platform, and it's put into a, uh, a system. And in this system, it will generate your IP address from the platform that you're on. And this is a software that is, is monthly paid. So they're paying a monthly service fee, then they're watching a streamer, and they're like, okay, the streamer is playing against Warrior229, and they can get Warrior229's IP. Exactly. Just and and 
I don't know. I don't know if there's certain specifics, but apparently they were using the terminology of saying that if a person's IP wasn't in the system, and I said, well, how would one's IP get into the system? Well, if one's IP would get into the system if someone was utilizing the software, the software while either in game or through a shared network. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's very lucrative, and it's kind of it's, it's it's a little demoralizing because I personally I I spent all last season of Worthy on PC, and I from Widow's Court and on it was nothing but just worse and worse and worse and worse, and I spent all of this season slowly licking my wounds of my KD and returning it back to subpar, and and now I'm seeing this issue starting to relay over, and I starting to think it's you know people's initiative to either a make more money within the whole monopoly of cheating like uh, as, as as you've uh, talked about before in terms of uh, the the monetization of it and, and mm -hmm. it's it's truly become even more lucrative now and I it's 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 everywhere it's in all the games and it's it's almost neuralized that the the PC gaming you know I know a lot of the the higher echelon of um of uh player versus player games uh in uh mainstream you know online and on tv that's broadcast i know that's obviously they, they don't get you know cheaters in that but i mean where, where's where's the integrity in these games anymore it's really hard to find yeah and i think a lot of people hearing this would are probably also equally demoralized because they were planning on getting a PS5 or an Xbox One Series X to avoid the cheating because they know they're going to get that increased frames per second. I mean, we're hearing really good reports already about Destiny 2 running on the Series X. Um, and I think people were really, really looking forward to that. Like, just, I'm just going to go to console. I'm going to be able to avoid the cheaters. I'm going to be able to avoid, you know, the aimbots and stuff. And now they're basically finding out that they're, you know, likely just going to get DOS. They're going to get knocked off because, uh, you know, it's like an epidemic, it sounds like, on uh, on console. Which, it's interesting that the minute there was sort of a narrative spreading about people moving to console off of off of PC because of the information we're getting about the new consoles, mm -hmm. it's really interesting that on on the back side of that, we're now seeing a rise in dosing on console. It's almost like they're getting ready, you know, the sus players are getting ready to also leave PC. The migration. I, yeah, it's like they're migrating with with it. It's it's really, really and, interesting. And, and, and you know, they you know, uh, they kind of keep their issues close to the chest. I think like most companies do, you know, it's been since April, since the last talk about uh, anti-cheat. And in that anti-cheat uh, conversation they did mention that the DDoSing is prevalent and is an issue I wonder if if a metric is being recorded or if stats or some sort of process is being done to keep an eye on and tabs on how this is affecting the consoles and, and, and if it could affect the consoles you know within the future uh, with you know beyond light and more on yeah, I would say that's a compromised that's compromised network infrastructure. I mean, if all you need is somebody's username or friend or you know what I mean, like that means every single game you go into, you run the risk of somebody being like, "Oh, I don't like that guy. He killed me a bunch in Call of Duty," and they write down your username and then they, you know, they can get your, you know, your IP. 
you know you can you can see what some of the streamers are doing they're using a a blur mechanism or they're changing to a different uh you know menu on their uh obs uh in between rounds and you know if they forget to do it or they were too slow or what have you they have the the kill fee blurred as well it's just i i didn't think much of it when i heard it and i heard this i don't know uh last weekend and i saw it full force and i felt so bad for the dude and, and he's just like yeah i just want to stream and he's just like he just helps people it's just one of those things where you go on there you run a raffle and he uh he will carry people and uh he asked me to to, to run with him while he did raffles and it was just i didn't i just didn't think anything of it and then when he when i got dosed i i had to reset my modem my router my, my console i had reset mm-hmm. all practically everything and it's just it's almost scary that's almost scarier in my opinion than the the perfect aim uh the the, the aimbot stuff yeah yeah i, I the think... network manipulation yeah yeah i would hope maybe xbox could step in and do something um you know and and maybe start doing the token system or something um I'm going to give Kevin a little bit more time here and we'll see if maybe Gritter, we're, we're going to do a non-mic check tap in of Gritter. If you can hear me, sir, unmute. And uh, what do you want to, if you're, if you're still there, I know Gritter was, was talking and saying you wanted to call in two minutes Hello. ago. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can Hello? go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I, all I heard was uh grandmaster nightfalls. And I was definitely, Oh, let me weigh on this. Cause I did attempt that this weekend. Um, and I did just want to give a, a comment about your your feedback on the difference on, on content like that in Dark Souls because I am getting a PS5 brain rights. I, I did was able to uh, to pre-order one, and when I saw the Demon Souls trailer, I was like, okay, I definitely want to get prepared for Dark Souls because you know I've been hard. It's been hard for me to do games like that, so I, I practiced and I did get Dark Souls remastered. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, you know what? Um, Cause I always have a Destiny itch, man. I play Destiny almost every every freaking day. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, why don't, why don't I give uh, Grandmaster a try? Because that's something similar to what I feel like Dark Souls is like in Destiny content. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got better and better. We got to Nocturus. And I'm telling you, dude, it's like no matter how good we got, it's like I just so much as look, dude. I, I came around the rock and looked at him. He just turned his head. He his animation for his hand didn't even finish and i died i was like what um i like so i i really wish i think to me i think one problem for grandmaster is uh um not just lunacy center i would like something like a parry or a block i mean i know they could not add it to destiny because that's not what destiny is but i think something um for future nightfalls you know if they want to add grandmaster just do maybe something with the level design or the architecture of the landscape like what Luke Smith brought up in one of his um, um, director's uh, takes, um, you know, mm-hmm. about a year ago, just do something where, like in Destiny One, you could really use the landscape to navigate the combat. Something better like that for future Nightfalls and Grandmaster, because, dude, it's you know, I mean, if you can't parry a block, I want something yep. that can make countering Grandmaster better. You know, especially when you get to the boss, because, you know, yeah. No, I think this is good input. I mean, I brought that up. I said that with the lack of 
uh, parry block, and I also talk about lateral agility. Like, the only one with lateral agility is a hunter with their dodge. They, they can kind of dodge to the side. All we have with respect to agility is a, uh, a forward and a backward you know, agility. And even that's not that agile. I mean, you, you can't move necessarily fast enough to block or get out of the pathway of a lot of the damage. So my argumentation was simple, is that games that offer, as you say, Dark Souls, you know, where there's almost an instantaneous TTK or a very fast TTK, you equip the player with blocks, parries, and dodges so that they can mitigate those things. And when you look at the identity of Destiny, what we have is we have abilities and tools and that's the kind of end game they should build an end game that requires you to think about your abilities your tools and your loadout and that's why I, I continue to talk about layering the combat with pain points that I mitigate with my loadout and then once I have my loadout I make combat decisions do I want to run sniper and sit back for you know tearing off their armor do I want to get closer do I feel like you know the, the fusion rifles more effective um, for that particular champion type that I kind of theorized so that's I think that's more of leaning into Destiny's identity rather than borrowing somebody else's identity. I, I, I just I, I feel that they're it's like when you're wearing somebody else's shoes or jacket. It doesn't quite fit you right. This is honestly worse. This is like when you show up, you know, for uh, an example I heard somebody give the other day is, you know, when you go to the, the the beach and you're wearing a swimsuit, you know, you feel like you fit in. You feel like it, it works. But when, when you go to like a wedding, if you were wearing a swimsuit, it would, it would look strange, right? You're wearing the wrong suit. That's kind of what it feels like. It feels like they're just borrowing pain and, and, and time to kill and, and damage thresholds that feel like they're from another game. Destiny's identity is more f- firmly rooted in um, abilities and utilities that the player can utilize to mitigate and manage pain. And that's where I'd love to see Grandmasters go so that players don't feel like it's so... I always refer to the Division endgame in Division 1. It flattened out everything. All the cool things I unlocked, all my cool abilities, all the cool Division tech, none of it mattered because the endgame was so painful, it was always stack up on a wall and everybody's dropping healing stations. And... That has always, I think, been where Grandmasters uh, fall short. So, okay, one, one, one more thing. Um, I'm really hoping um, the better frame rate makes a difference too, because um, I've heard a lot of PC players, um, you know, back when I used to watch a lot of PC players talk about when they would come finally come back to PlayStation and play, they would try to do trick moves and hard in-game content that they couldn't get away with. Like, oh man, that's an instant death. I would have gotten away with that. to an extent to an extent uh there's a lot of people that try to pull off things uh that are a lot of for instance speed runners in a lot of games Mm -hmm. uh that are on a console that are on pc Uh, one one instance i'll give you is um resident evil uh the resident evil 2 the remake that just came out one of the boss fights really quick uh leon would use his knife to just uh, slash birkin it was so much quicker done on PC because of the frames and you were able to slash your knife and get more of a slash from left to right through that many frames. Um, I mean, me personally, I pretty much will only play all week on my PC and I'm running at 120 frames and then coming back to 30 frames to, to play something as, as high paces as uh, uh, trials, it, you know, it takes a little bit for my eyes to, to adjust more specifically. Um, I can't speak 
to how my personal play style is i you know i'm one of the people that uses a controller like lono on pc and then when obviously when i come back to console so what i'm physically capable of doing i, I can still do it but i know there's probably people that that flick and can do crazy things with the icarus dash and and the, that top tree uh um, the Warlock, uh, so I'm sorry to say that's how I, I don't use the other one, but I just call it the mm -hmm. Icarus Dash build. Um, there's so many people that are so crazy with what they can do with that, and I'm pretty sure they're probably neutered a little bit when they go back to something that requires them to be on a, cons on, on a controller rather than the frames. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, yeah, the, the fr I think the frames will also help. I know some of the some of the uh, the the problems with like worlds first races and raids and stuff, you know, the, the frame rate difference I think did play a part. You know, I, I know Garden of Salvation, especially final boss fight, was pretty rough um, on console. So I think you'll see some differences there as well. So all right, I am just gonna go ahead and move on. I think your final caller might be ready. Yeah, Kevin says he's ready. All right, go ahead, sir. You, uh, we've we oh. we've stalled for a long time for you. Go for it. <laughs> I'm I'm very sorry. It's okay. Um, normally I, uh, like I didn't really anticipate uh, her coming home and telling me to like help with cleaning and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I got sidetracked really quick. Um, so I had to help her for a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. What'd you, uh, what'd you want to call in about? Right. So earlier today you were talking about, um, stasis in PVP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to touch on, uh, the effect of stasis subclasses in PVE. So stuff like against the enemies and, uh, most importantly, the, uh, deep zone crypt raid. Okay. I want to, like, I'm curious, uh, what, like, I'm thinking a bit far ahead, but <clears throat> um, I'm a bit curious what the meta is going to be with the stasis subclass in the new raid. Like, how big of a factor it's going to have against uh, the enemies and the, m most importantly, boss fight. Um, yeah. Oh, you want to say something? Or? Yeah, I was going to say, the, okay. there's a lot of questions I'd have to have before I'd even know... Um, first and foremost, right. I'd have to ask questions of the stasis subclasses. Number one, is there any debuffs that they add or buffs? So can I buff my damage or can I debuff the enemy? Um, you know, op the oppressive darkness well, effect or melting point, right. that kind of thing. Um, the second question I would have is of, of the content itself. Is, is stasis going to have footing? Is it going to have purpose? You know what I mean? Well, like, uh, um, if I was Bungie, I wouldn't put something like that in the game without like a re very good reason in the end game like i can already anticipate uh, we're gonna need a couple of those subclasses if you want to beat the raid like guaranteed um i'm like most um what, what's the word I'm mainly uh, my focus is the hunter stasis because you can suppress enemies and mm -hmm. freeze them right and i think that's going to be a that might be a really big factor in the world's first race as well like it depend depending on how many people uh have the suppression and the freezing ability 
on their hunters. I can see something like the world's first clear for the Deep Zone Crypt being like a, a fire team made out of, out of six hunters because they're just like constantly suppressing and freezing all the enemies, like mm-hmm. the fodder enemies, right? Because if you do that, then honestly, you're not really in any danger because all the enemies are frozen. And by that extent, it doesn't even matter if you're under level because everything's frozen. You can just blink away and they won't shoot back, right? Yeah, I, 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 would, I would say a couple of things to this. I mean, they added, just as an example, you know, they added Spectral Blades, Way of a Thousand Cuts, and then they added uh, the Way of Current to the Hunter. Uh, those all came at the same time, and they don't have much footing in the end game, right? I mean, Shards yeah. of Galanor certainly yeah. did. Like, Blade Barrage is really strong. So I don't know right. if there's necessarily a super strong impetus to be like, we're introducing stasis, and there's going to be a clear reason to use it in the end game. One of the first call-ins today uh, was Akuta Papa, and that was something he said. Like, mm-hmm. are, are they going to create content that really funnels us toward these subclasses? And I said, I was worried it would feel maybe a little bit too much like Reckoning um, it, if they mm-hmm. were to do that. Right mandatory for like end game like with reckoning or like yeah if it feels if it feels mandatory yeah i think you're right i think if you analyze virtually every raid there's the pain point of the onslaught of ads whether it's wrath of the machine or garden and freezing freezing will be nice you know but most importantly in the world first race freezing Mm -hmm. is going to be very important because everyone is 25 power under leveled Mm -hmm. i think because of contest right yep so i can already see uh the freezing coming in clutch in like a race you know like well maybe not even hmm? i was gonna say maybe not even clutch i know that um dodging and going invisible as a hunter in crown i i almost never died my survivability was yeah was really really high last wish i was gonna say last wish i ran one-eyed mask and you would never think, oh, one-eyed mask in PvE, what an idiot. No, I, like, almost never died. It saved my life all the time. Yeah. So I think you are right that contest in day one raid, your survivability will be huge, but we already yeah. have so many good survivability role, like builds. Wormhusk, yeah. uh, Bubble, Well, uh, these are great for staying alive, you know? So it just really depends on where the pain point comes from, where the pain points come from, I should say. Well, like I said, um, in the race... The biggest factor is you being under level, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is just straight up gonna destroy you. Uh, well, like not super hard, but like on a decent level because you're 25 under level. Um, so I do think the freezing might play a big factor into the world first race and maybe even like the top three, like maybe like the first and second place will be off by like two minutes or something. Because they didn't freeze the like certain enemy types or whatever. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll find out. Well, yeah. no, can I ask? Do you think that's a negative if the stasis is involved in the world's first race, considering uh, it's well, it's being introduced? I would imagine you get the subclass with the quest, right? In Beyond Light, like you have to unlock it somehow. Don't you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna even have to unlock. I'm sure it's gonna be pretty passive. I, I would assume if as soon as you get it, you you do something and you unlock it, it's gonna be a, well, almost a, a streamline for us to do it. Yeah, because like stasis 
is a story point as well. Like the the little triangle piece that the Aramis is holding, isn't that related to stasis by definition and uh, darkness? I, I think the darkness, whatever that little uh, artifact she's holding, I wouldn't be surprised if we have one of those in our inventory next season. To be hundred yeah, percent honest with you, I I thought like I don't know where I saw this. People think that's going to be the seasonal artifact. I or, wouldn't be surprised. I, I yeah. truly wouldn't be surprised if they were already yeah. dropping that and they felt confident. If was, but if I was a betting man, I'm gonna put money on that little thing being the artifact. I I, I think the same thing. I think she finds yeah. it, and because we always get the artifact in the story, um, right. and gonna... I think we're gonna get it from her, and that's gonna be our 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 acquiring also of stasis, mm -hmm. which means that's when we'll start to like level up stasis and unlock fragments and aspects and like, stuff. So that that'll um, be the big question for the world's first race is how many slots and fragments will be unlocked and how many will you be able to find and get before oh, the yeah, rate drops? Cause that, if and you can't I'll, customize it, it's going to be less appealing to, to, to right. me. I, I've got fully specked out builds for, for well bubble yeah. and, and tether. Yeah, I didn't fully read up on the uh, as the aspects and the fragments yet. Uh, I I, f I fell behind a bit on the news on the, on like patches and stuff. Um, so yeah, I've, I have to read up on how you upgrade your stasis subclass because I don't really I didn't read much about it yet. They've not said. All we know is the fragments and the aspects are found in the world. They're drops of some sort, and so they could be time-gated, they could be RNG-based. We don't actually know that part of it. So, you could get to World's like First Race and be like, I don't have enough to really customize the subclass yet. Or you could say, I don't need to customize it. The base abilities are strong maybe, enough on their own to warrant use. Maybe it's going to be uh, similar to Calcified Fragments on the Dreadnought, where you have to just, like like uh patrol on europa and uh find it on europa awesome yeah that would be my guess yeah it's a it's a lot of wait and see but i mean i'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm i'm always excited when they add new subclasses because i think it brings some freshness yeah. and now and now it's a whole new subclass but not just a new subclass customization is i think the big key with stasis yeah, that... the custom, yeah. yeah. I, I someone Someone mentioned uh, something about uh, I, I can't remember who you called out in, in terms of uh, referencing this in terms of where you think they're going to go with the yearly uh, uh, trend. We're giving us a different portion of that stasis subclass per uh, expansion with um, the Witch Queen and then um, uh, Lightfall. <laughs> Do you think that is is a plausible route to go, Lono, in terms of giving us a different portion of that stasis subclass within each of those um, expansions? So you're postulating that they would give us almost like three attunements, right? But it would be just under stasis? Yeah. A different uh, tree per expansion. Ah. Uh... I would say that's a possibility, but that's not nearly as clean as I, I picture stasis as being the beginning of three dark subclasses. And so there'd be three, yeah. three colors, three symbols, three everything. The way you're taking it, maybe that's the way they do it. Maybe stasis becomes um, decay or something. Uh, and when that happens, 
you it's under stasis but it takes on a new color and a new symbol so in essence we end up with three dark subclasses by the time we get to lightfall but maybe they do it all under the heading of stasis because maybe that's our catalyst to the darkness or something that's what i think that's why yeah. i could that's why i conveyed when you i believe when you spoke about it that day i didn't think you actually meant three different mm-hmm. categories to click on on your screen like how you are right now um uh you just had the uh the the, the void subclass pulled up if you could pull that up real fast and how on the right side uh, there's the three trees i figured they'd give us the one in the middle and then the one on top would be uh the one we get in um witch queen and then the one on bottom would be the one that we get in uh lightfall it would just complete the circle of giving us yeah. a full tree of That's what I think dark subclass I think we, well i think we'll get one stasis subclass per expansion so one for uh, beyond light one for the witch queen and one for lightfall i mean just looking at the current subclasses it seems logical i don't i don't think it it could be folly for you know suggesting something like that but i think i I think the way that lono just described it is definitely within the realm of possibility without a doubt but uh i i I mean they're gonna give us options i I hope i think it's gonna go the other direction i think they're gonna take the fragments and aspect system bring it to the other subclasses so they all look like stasis and that'll be how they kind of homogenize that system and then they and and this is one of my reasons for thinking we're getting a new subclass every expansion he said we're always going to go to a never before seen destination that's what europa is Mm -hmm. and we get stasis on europa we're going to get another ability wherever we end up chasing sabathun and then we're going to get an ability in lightfall i do believe we're heading toward being titled as a guardian of power no longer a guardian of light and that's what lightfall is all about okay yeah i I imagine Lightfall is going to have a really big impact on our character. Um, similar to when Gaul took our light. Uh, well, it, it even says it in the name, literally, Lightfall, working mm-hmm. title. Like, your light is probably going to be taken away. Like, maybe the Traveler is going to be blown up or something, and your light, like, the light across the whole freaking universe is gone. Something like that. They, they might go... Yep really big with lightfall yeah i think so i think it's going to be i i think it's going to be another turning point in the franchise can you imagine because i was thinking back um to rasputin blowing up the almighty Mm -hmm. from the tower Mm -hmm. can you imagine loading into the tower and looking at the traveler and having that same scenario where something gets shot to the traveler and, and it just blows up and everyone all everyone can do is just watch from the tower and yeah, watch I think... their light get taken away like watch mm-hmm. watch their own light get sucked out of them i think the traveler's gonna leave i think the traveler's gonna leave that's what i think is gonna oh. yeah so do you think we'll end we'll end up like the fallen then i think we're gonna that's become true. guardians of power and no law lo- and, the, and the and the traveler will leave and then that'll be or the next ethos reason? is the search mm-hmm. it'll be the not the search for spock but the search for the traveler like i feel like oh, that's what'll happen after life we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna search for the traveler we're gonna try to um reestablish a connection because it's like, gonna be i think it's gonna it's not gonna be viewed as a good thing that we've lost that uh and that the traveler is left now that might mean people be like well how could we maintain our connection to the light and our light powers by mm-hmm. sheer force of power like we'll be we'll be will be another will be something 
yeah, we'll be something else. We'll be so strong that we can maintain right. our own connection to the light, but the traveler will like, leave. We like yeah. we won't need a traveler. We have our own little traveler in our ghost or something. <laughs> maybe, so maybe, can, maybe yeah. that little thing that we get. I, like I said, maybe like we put it into the, the ghost. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's maybe. why he wasn't cleared to, to call what? it or label it. That's uh, why he uh, says, that, yeah, the stranger, well, the stranger has something that's not a ghost, but it's like a ghost, right? Maybe that's, yeah. Yeah, we're, like we're heading toward her, ghost? whatever she became, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. She's not born of light, remember? She's like, the, the, oh. go, the, the stranger is something else, you know? I think she is, really? a, I think she is us, like, she's a guardian, she can time travel, like, I think she's talking to us in D1 in the future when yeah. she oh, says, cut the engines and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I I was gonna say the same thing. I think she's talking to us in that cutscene. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're gonna loop back like, to that. that. There's a if if Bungie pulls that off and makes us think back all the way to like, how long ago was it? Six years ago? Jesus man, then it goes full circle. Yeah, so, yeah. I think most of the story plots that we found from D1 are gonna come full circle. Everything that we've you know been told yeah. to this point, I think we're gonna get a, a, an ending to what's going on with Callus. I think we're getting that Aldrin that, scene too, a, where he's a, like pointing the just, Imago at us. Do you, but do you think it'll be as they were in terms of? I, I don't. I, from the lore, and I, I don't want to go off into too tangent, but just because everyone you know refers to that scene and and, and our us returning to them, it, you know how that scene was portrayed, and it made us look like we were just a nobody and he was a somebody. Well, mm-hmm. in essence, uh, Aldrin. And in essence, oh, yeah. right now, where where we stand in the current canon, you know, Aldrin's either hiding because he doesn't want people to know who he is, yeah. because he has no idea who he is, yeah, no. and now you know, and he doesn't have any sort of like uh, assertive hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I feel like us meeting him, the the tides would be turned. Us would be pointing a gun at him, and be like, "What what are you doing here, dude?" Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. like all the way back from that screenshot where you see Aldrin in the Cosmodrome where he uh, what was it it was a concept art for Destiny 1 it's a cut it's a cutscene he's like he's talking to us he's got a gun on us yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that one yeah that's the one Um, yeah maybe they're gonna rework that into like a mission and you, you find Aldrin in the Cosmodrome somewhere yeah a lot of people think that that's how they're gonna reintroduce him that he's yeah He's gonna become. He could be the NPC for the Cosmodrome, essentially. Like it's his. Oh, it's yeah. his air. It's oh. it's his domain. Um, so he's gonna take Devrim's job. Oh man, he's. Well, he's, he's, like Devrim's <laughs> EDZ. He's European Dead Zone. So Cosmodrome oh, will be a oh, completely yeah. different transmat location. Oh yeah, my my bad. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking of Earth. Yeah. So. We, uh, I'm sure we could do this for a very long time, but I'm gonna oh, yes. have to cut yeah. it there. We're over an hour, but this was great. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I like discussing. Yeah. I'll be on next time. Yeah. Good thoughts, bud. Yeah. So thank you for calling in. Thank you for Wolverine again uh, for for hosting. Uh, or I'm sorry, co-hosting. It felt like hosting, though. We were kind of we were definitely <laughs> no, sharing the vamp awesome. workload uh, of stalling. <laughs> this is number three. Number three go around, and and I and uh, oh, it's okay. It's uh, number three go around, and I uh, I can't. St- stress enough i say it all the time you know lono you know teases me for plugging it all the time but this is this is really fun and i i, I really enjoy this this is the first uh community uh like this whether it was on twitch or whether it was through discord or on now on youtube you know where i think he's found a great home 
this is the first time I've ever been a part of something like this. And, and I felt very comfortable investing my time and, 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 and any sort of investment I've put into it because this is something a I'm passionate about. And, and I've, I've learned a lot from just listening to this guy. I'm very, very uh, passionate about my vocabulary is where, and this man throws out all kinds of words and I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give credit where credit is due because I'm very articulate myself. And I, I appreciate a person who, who can, who can approach a conversation with a lot of intelligence. But um, uh, lastly, uh, if you, I, I, I love coming on here. I love being a part of Mondays with repeat theater where, where he's going to transition to soon. I love the Marvel movies. I'm going to definitely be a part of the Mandalorian and the star Wars when it comes down to it. Uh, I always try to come in for the PVP conversations, whether I'm calling in or asking a question in the Q and a, uh, if, if you like, you know, anything you see, or if you want a game with me, Wolverine VZ on all platforms, except for PlayStation, uh, steam on Xbox. I got a YouTube page with a few, uh, trials videos. They made it on the content wall for destiny. I'm still trying to get movie of the week, but I got to get someone who's really good at editing. But, um, yeah, uh, I really want to thank Lono for the, uh, for letting me plug myself for giving me the opportunity for come on here and, and share a little bit of the limelight. And I can't stress it enough. If, if, if you just feel a little confident and you want to do this, please. It, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. You get to talk to him. You get to relate. It, it's awesome. But thanks yeah. again, man. I, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, check out Wolverine VZ. And also, you can always just do VIP to test the waters. You know, just do a call-in. Just you know, have some back and forth. This was really, really fun today. I'm glad we vamped and stalled. Vamp is a term in the industry where you're stalling for time. And I'm glad we did that because that was fun talking to Kevin. We got into some stuff I didn't anticipate. We're talking about Stasis and the Crucible. We're talking about you know uh, lore and in the future of the franchise and stuff. So it was a really, really good time. So if you're here right now and you're like, oh, that'd be fun, the Join button on YouTube will enable you to pick from Tier 1 VIP or all the way to co-host you can do the same thing on patreon sntrpresents.com will take you to the patreon if you feel like supporting through there and then be sure whether you're tier one or any form of support uh be sure to use the discord we have an lfg in there that is open to everybody and then we have different rooms available to the 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 paying uh members so thank you guys so much for listening if you're watching or listening in the other locations please like share and subscribe